Hello and welcome to the Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. Today we have something very special whipped up for you. It's the inaugural OCR Awards, aka the Okras. So my friend Jack Bauer and Bracken Crocker join me today and we hand out some very important and not make-believe awards to some of the best athletes in the sport. In doing so, we basically recap the entire 2021 season, including Spartan races, Savage, World's Toughest, and the whole hybrid racing scene. So it's an award show, but it's also an debate show where we argue our points back and forth and collectively we decide who the winner of these non-make-believe awards are so you're going to love it but first it's t-shirt time it's shirt before the shirt so to say thank you for helping reinforce running get to 105 star reviews we're giving away t-shirts if you hear your review read on the air a t-shirt is coming your way and also, if you want to purchase these shirts, there's a link in the show notes if you do care to show love. So today, our review is from Tim Mazing. I'm going to paraphrase this because these nice reviews, they just make me uncomfortable to read. So anyway, Tim says, super entertaining and informative, and then a bunch of other really nice things. Uh, so Tim, thank you so much. T-shirts coming your way. All right. Now, it's my pleasure to bring you the first ever installment of the OCR Awards, a.k.a. The Okras. I did a higher, I did a full sim this weekend in the endorphin pros and liked them. Oh, really? I, I think the, the sled, the grip on those are, are actually really poor on that carpet. Have you done it on that carpet? I've done it on that. I was, I was planning on wearing those for Chicago last year and I put yeah. them on oh. for just in the warm up space and like instantly I was like, these aren't going to work. Really? For, yeah. Almost That's right away. Cause I had that scary. same, I had that same thought. I was like, okay, this should be fine. They worked okay in the gym. But then on that carpet, it was right away. Okay. Well, I'll still have I have these puppies along, and that's what I'll end up wearing. So you, I I saw your main competition is going is not in on uh, high rocks now. Breaker backed out. No, Morgan. Oh, Morgan's yeah. foot isn't responding, but he picked up Alicia Cooker. Oh, nice. Yeah. He did. But have some Alexander there. Nicholas and Cassidy Watton are doing it. Alex, yeah. he, ran, he went like 68 on his own, and it was like 39, 40 minutes on the run and like sub 30 on the workout zone. So he's a monster on those. With Alex and Cassidy being as powerful as they are, uh, there's a good chance that even if we do break the record, which is like right on the edge of attainable in the U.S. because of their sled in Germany that day was like 133 push. Yeah. And their runs, she was, she's the girl Viola. She took second at Worlds. She, she they were averaging like 345 yeah. on their runs. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know if mm. we can beat it. It'll be close. But you're if only we do, as fast as your fastest girl, right? Or your slowest runner, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But if we do, there's a chance we're not even in the lead until station like six. Mm hmm. True. Crazy. Depending on how, Cole, on how Cassidy's running's coming along. Yeah. yeah. I, I talked to Cole. He just got second in Madrid this week. Yeah. And he was that. like, that sled was a joke. Who did like, it? took him like under two minutes, I thought. Yeah, so, like yeah. Alex Ronkovic did it in like 150. Cole, uh, Cole Schwartz. He he was in Madrid. He got he went 6011 or 6008, some something like yeah, they're sleds. Yeah. I'll pull if up we the, get those sleds here. Yeah. People would be in a world of trouble. I was asking Megiddo like what he thought the what the deal was because they used the weights that they used the shorter stacked weights, and he yeah. had some theory. Maybe it puts the pressure more in the middle, so it, like, Two raises things. the ends or something. That Friction. could be part of it. They have the runner on the bottom of the sled. 
He said there isn't the runner on the bottom of the slide. The second thing is that the actual poles that are in the sled in yeah. ours in the US, if I put my hand down to my thigh, where my fingers end is the top of the the hold where everywhere else it's like six to eight inches higher than that so you have to get so low on that yeah. it just changes your like point of contact with the ground and that angle and that's that's really rough mm -hmm. makes sense yeah but they're, they're pushing the metric system it, you can never yeah you can no, never kilograms count. in the u.s it's it's different can't count the same but yeah their pulls were even like just over two minutes or something it's like, like that jelly. three minutes just, yeah it's it moves jelly. the way yours move in a sim. Yeah. 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 Um, gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the inaugural award show here. Bracken is wearing his finest attire. Jack, we assume, just rolled out of bed. So he's here no, with I've, us. I've actually been working for three hours. So, all right. Yeah. Take, take, taking a break. Working on digging the crust out of his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty I mean, I'm in New Hampshire time. So. Oh, you're on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. So nice. So we'll weather like ten, but this is the weather? time of year all gingers flock to the East Coast. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a group like, migration. Gets no dark sun. at like three forty-five. It's like sweet. We have so much room for activities later in the day. <laughs> you and Kelly both just heard the silent call this week and flocked to the East Coast. Yep, yeah, just maximizing that. Uh, you know, winter solstice. It's like this is our time, guys. We got happy make winter solstice, yeah. both of you. Thank you. Are you uh, longer? Jack, you getting ready for the mile? Are you going to do that? The road mile? Consider, I'm considering it. I have no speed work. Like oh, I oh, oh, oh. Just because you do OCR doesn't mean you're mandatorily compelled yeah. to give pre-race fitness excuses. Oh, no. I was, I, what I was going to say. You, you were I, doing exactly I, that. Oh, I've done no finish, speed work. Let me finish the sentence. I, I During the middle of a run uh, in Colorado, like maybe a month ago, I, I busted out a 443 on a downhill. So... I should at least be able to break that. That's what I'm saying. All right. That's cute. So you'd be it. in the mix at girls footlocker through a mile. What would you be in the mix at right now? I mean, I just asked you if I can't break four thirty, do I belong running? Probably not. I mean, can you do it? Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta assume at worst I'm like 32 or 34 right now. Okay. You have, you have that ability to just up and go yeah. and get anaerobic and just like, yeah. Yet, oh, if it yeah. was a two K, I would already crumble. Sixteen hundred. Fake it for a mile. Works. I think yeah. that two K record, the world record. Granted, like El Garouz was doped like crazy, as uh, as I say, he was doped to the gills. Um, but four fifty, that is just absurd. He he split like three forty three or or three fifty or so, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna run another sixty. But those those things are hard to even understand like when yeah. people say like sick like with a 600 record with a, mm -hmm. there's like 1200 records and stuff it's hard for me, my brain to compute i just don't work yeah. in those middle yeah. those middle distances that way yeah. so today we're here to recap the season so we're going to go through all we have a couple different categories and the way it's going to work is that we're each going to nominate a specific person in these categories and then we're just gonna uh we're gonna debate it out and come up with a winner of these the winners of the award get nothing, and these awards mean also nothing. <laughs> so uh, we're just going to have a real nice time. So the awards are going to be Best Overall Athlete, Breakout Athlete, Rookie of the Year, Best Race Performance, Biggest Upset, and Best Brand Involved in OCR. Did I miss any? Is that good? Might have a 
maybe like most disappointing moment like what do we wish could have happened but you know something disappointing like moment yeah okay. or we could do disappointing athlete i don't know the razzie award the razzie for award. that question you want yeah. the most disappointing athlete? no that that moment right there was disappointing to me we have a smooth <laughs> intro from rich he yeah. segues to us and jackie immediately says well what if we just i don't know changed things right now well, my pick my pick for most disappointing athlete was actually going to be rich for his performance all year in the draft so that was what i was hoping to talk about i i'm in last i finished in ninth place in my fantasy football draft and i'm in way last place in my fantasy basketball draft Jeez, just stay away from sports this is stay not worth drafting i my, played one year of fantasy basketball and by game probably 40 i realized Oh, I haven't checked this all week. I don't know who's playing for me anymore. Someone's got to be injured. I didn't care. You yeah. didn't do it for me. This this particular league, I don't know if you guys are going to be, I think you guys would like this. So we, it's 11 players and each, and so you draft the team, but you have a salary cap and the player that you, player that you have, you also take on their salary. So it's like a real basketball team, like, right? So you can't have like LeBron James and Steph Curry because that's like, almost all the cap, right? So you need yeah. to really kind of balance things out that way. So it makes it so hard. So my team's a bunch of scrubs and I don't watch enough to know which players are like kind of not scrubs. So all I do is like look at salaries and see if it matches up for my, you're just I, trying to find expiring rookie contracts, basically just like, yeah, like a second, a second round draft pick who can play 20 minutes a game and get like seven rebounds. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. I need that player on my team. Let's go. <laughs> So almost as nerdy as fantasy Spartan. Oh. Not quite. All right. So we're going to do that. And then in the end, we're going to just kind of recap what we thought about the season, the OCR season, the uh, U.S. National Series. I should say when I was coming through with these categories, I wasn't specifically sticking to Spartan. Mm-mm. I was doing no, OCR no. as a whole. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. However, I was primarily sticking to North America. That's because that's the only thing I know about. So yes, there's, there's one or two categories where someone from overseas was like an obvious choice or at least an obvious contender, but it's almost a disservice to talk about one and ignore the rest because we're ignorant. Yeah. Yes. So Jack's going to have every European or non-North American. I'll just like display a name and be like, Rich, pronounce this name. This is my pick. So. (laughs) that <laughs> uh, won't go sure. well. well we'll go quadruple z guy we'll, we'll have him be your first pick. Yeah. yeah i forget i forget who had who had him or what what was it who was our guy who got stuck on the slip wall oh uh i don't remember the guy's magic name, man he, he never he never made it yeah it was disappointing yeah. <laughs> mervin mervin that was what it was yeah I think that, that I think that you're right. It was Mervin All Johnson. Right, so we're going to go. So I figure we'll start with the biggest award, even though typically it goes opposite. But we're going to start with the with the best athlete. We're calling this the Hobie Call Award because just to pay homage to to the the, the greats that have come before us. So I'm going to spin the wheel of names, and then that's the person who's going to nominate first. And then we'll just kind of go and like we'll we'll just go in like reverse order, and then we'll just figure it. Out. I don't want to spin this wheel each time. And we're doing a separate male female, right? Separate male, female for yeah. all of the categories, except like biggest upset and best yeah. like race moment. Unless we define it. Unless we define it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Do you see the wheel? I see yep. it. All right. Here we go. This is for the first nomination of 
most outstanding male athlete. And Jack, Jack, you somehow get the first pick every every time, and that's I think Brack got it for Abu Dhabi. No, you got that you did because you picked second. I picked Alvin. He picked. Uh, yeah, no, but you oh, picked wait. the middle spot. I, I decided to guess that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, which was undefeated for the entire season. Yeah, it ended that way. So I'm going to nominate second. Then we'll just kind of go in reverse order or do whatever. Let me go All third, right. boys. You're going third. I call third. Jack, yes. Who would you like to nominate as the most outstanding male athlete for the 2021 OCR season? VJ Jones. All right. Make the case. Uh, I think that this is the year everybody's been waiting for for a few years. Wins the U.S. National Series. He's had a uh, – the, the only people he basically lost to were Logan in that Indian mud run. He was, um, And then OCR World's 15K when he kind of blew up due to – poor hydration choices um but seven and oh on the spartan season won the u.s national series race uh or series overall um ocr world's 3k title which is what he wanted all along and i mean he's undefeated or not undefeated he has a uh positive head-to-head record against ryan atkins over the past three years combined i think people only look at how they've done this year but um yeah i mean he's been doing it for a while and this this was just his most dominant season yet you forgot hildervat Oh, Hilder Hilder that champ. Champ. and he what he kind of crushed everybody on that one as well. Looking smooth. He did. Really. He did. And I, I think the fact that he proved that to to most people who have always made the case against him that he, he can't win on mountain courses and stuff, I think this is he kind of just shoved uh you know proved it this year. I would say that's probably one of the more uh, the best arguments with that is that win at Big Bear, right? Like yeah. a mountain course head-to-head when it matters against Atkins, that he, he really did bring it uh, in, in that race. So, I mean, his year is absolutely outstanding. <laughs> I, I got I can't argue against anything he said. I think that he did a, a really good job this year and uh, coming away just really crushing. Are you going to be Tony Reale? Just like, well, I can. I can argue against that, and I'm going to. Listen, I want to start by saying this. Every single person I say something negative about today is only because I am – systemically compelled to argue against Jack Bauer. I really (laughs) like VJ Jones and I don't believe a single thing I'm about to say, but someone has to put Jack in his place. So first of all, Mm -hmm. you can't start by saying the only way he lost is because of bad hydration choice. Like that, that's like saying someone only lost a race car race because he made bad steering choices. I said he mainly lost, not only lost racing. And it didn't do anything to dispel the myth that he couldn't do because it wasn't that he couldn't run mountains. It was that he couldn't run long courses. And the two longest duration races of his race, of his season, he got spanked. He got spanked. OCR Worlds got spanked. Indian Mud Run got spanked. So, yes, he had a fantastic year. And I think he might be just the most outstanding racer in the sport right now. Isn't that the category? But he might be, I said. But your justifications for him were flimsy at best. He also peaked for three races nobody else cared about. Of all the best people in the world, how many of you heard say, you know what I'm going to focus on this year is the 3K in Vermont at NORAM. No one. Now, he did it fantastic and he did it well. He didn't race a single top 10 person in the world at that race. Hildervat. No Kempson, one came Kempson out and is a top 10 racer in the world. Not this year. He's not. 
historically, the, any of the other last two years, he would be. This year, he's not. He was he the fourth best U.S. racer all season. Okay, and how did the U.S. do overseas? I would say that that qualifies you from maybe 12th through 14th overseas. Yeah. Hilderbot, another race. He peaks for, he nails, fantastic. Everyone else just showed up to take free money from a race that's not going to be around in 18 months from now. So as good as VJ was, his highlights were races no one else peaked for. He smashed not he smashed Atkins in the last tenth of a mile on a mountain course, which was so so impressive. But Atkins threw down from the start with Josiah and was on fumes at the end, and then turned around and spoiler alert did something real good at Spartan Games, and uh, VJ didn't. So I think in terms of well roundedness, he may not be the most outstanding performer of the year. All right, make your case then. We'll, no, you're we'll... up second. I just wanted to, to rebut Jack. Oh, yeah. whoa. That's not <laughs> a order. Uh, it was supposed to be my order. So. Listen, I didn't get up early and, to find a, a suit coat to just sit here passively, yeah. guys. <laughs> and you, and your, your argument, you also said that nobody cared about peaking for OCR World's 3K or Hilderot, and then you None used, of the top three and then, to and then ten you guys used, in the sport. You used an example against him that he didn't do as well at Spartan Games, which is an event that he found out about four days in advance, so... How could you expect him to peak for that when other people were intentionally trying to peak there? What I'm saying is that he he beat Atkins barely on day one and had nothing left. So Atkins was probably on cruise control, turned around and smashed. Speaking of Ryan Atkins, I nominate Ryan Atkins for best male performer. He got that monkey off his back as the Spartan world champion. He finished second in the U.S. National Series, which is a familiar spot at the second place for him. But he's consistent as ever. It was really at the top of his game when it came to uh, coming around at the end of the year and, and really m- making it count when he needed to, where he hasn't been able to come through before. And I feel like that is a, a huge moment for him to, to really get that world championship. So the rest of the season pales a comparison because he has the ultimate uh, prize as the world champion of Spartan this season. But he got second in the U S national series. He and sure he did. Losing head to head record against VJ. I mean, what matters? Regular most, season most playoffs. There's a reason they have MVP and most outstanding player. Most outstanding is who has the best statistical season. And it's often given to someone like Alex Rodriguez back in the day where the Rangers have a negative winning record, but his stats were so absurd that they're like, his season was fantastic. He was the best athlete out there. And that's what BJ did. He might not have run world championships, but he, he did a bunch of other stuff throughout the season that's deserving of him being titled the best player in the game. And this is interesting because it's most awards happen before the playoffs. And this is now a full, and this yeah. is a full scope. And usually if the awards are done after the playoffs, you know, like LeBron would win the MVP almost every year. Right? But that's Heisman not got awarded really two weeks ago. A national championship hasn't happened. Like MVP gets in the summer for a lot of these sports that end in the spring. So, yeah. But in this case, we have the full scope. Yeah. So it can kind of tilt it toward Atkins. If this, if it ended, if this awards show was before Spartan World Champion, you have no doubt VJ. Did Atkins? Did Atkins beat VJ at OCR Worlds? Did he have to face Woods? Killing? I don't know. Did there? Churchill sure. beat Genghis Khan? They uh-huh. weren't even at the same battle. I know you can't that. say did he beat him at OCR Worlds if he but didn't you, show up. You were saying that his him showing up to Spartan Games mattered because he beat him head to head there, but. Throughout the season, when they had a chance, Atkins had every opportunity in the world. He won. Are we talking opportunities or actually events? Atkins, Atkins won around. the Jacksonville Sprint the year before. VJ comes back. Atkins was in Canada, but he still he still wins that one. And then they both show up to Asheville, 
any and VJ wins there. Atkins, where did you get fifth place that that race? He lost to Kempson, six I think Woods fifth six. And you said that Kempson wasn't one of the top, maybe tenth or twelfth best racer in the year, and he loses to him that race. How can you say he's the most outstanding? Well, the the thing with this now is that VJ did never really dipped into the Atkins territory in the beast distance. He didn't race him in a, at a distance that Atkins would have been. Hobie, Hobie Call throughout his entire career didn't necessarily perform well in the beast, False. especially early on. Two years. Two yeah, out of early. nine. And the, this is per, what what year? You can't say throughout a career if you're talking about second and third but, grade in a K through eight school. That's but I'm not saying how this works. he's his early in Hobie Call's career. That's he was better not a good than saying racer. throughout career. Because but if I'm, you want to say okay, throughout I'm, I'm, career, I'm adjusting my statement. I'm adjusting my statement. He won two world championships at a beast distance. I know midway through and at the end of the career. Yes, at the end of his career, 2016. But in 2012, he lost to Cody Mode in that in a beast race when he was dominant all year. In but the first full year of OCR, yes, he lost. Second full year, 2011. No, there was no there was no beast distance world championship that year. But there was still a beast at Killington during the season that he ran and got like tenth or so. He didn't take 10th. Yes, he did. He was right behind Alex Blennis. Trust me, I know this stuff. Top of my head. But he still there. ran, and VJ yeah. doesn't hasn't even been running them. You can't make a statement like, trust me, I know this things, when most outstanding performer has not been given out in a major sport league in almost a decade. They combined MOP and MVP, and now it's actually counterintuitive. I agree with every argument you made, actually, Jack, that yeah. MVP currently is actually most outstanding player. They just give it stat-based. It mm -hmm. used to be outstanding performer and MVP, and they got rid of outstanding, and now just MVP gets it. So I'm actually agreeing with you, but mm -hmm. I'm just going to use it to argue against yourself. I, I get it. That's, that's the purpose. You don't want the other person to win, so you got to no. And I'm with you. The there should never be an MVP given to a losing team. Yeah. Although, if you you brought your team to a 490 winning percentage and they would have been 350 without you, you're pretty dang valuable to them not to what? being to what garbage. To, I guess to hurting your chances in the lottery. Well, then there's the, the argument between most impactful and most valuable. Because yeah. if your team's not worth anything, your value, even if it's a high percentage of nothing, yeah. is still nothing. Yeah. So anyways, I agree with you. There should be most outstanding MVP. I'm going to say that the most outstanding performer in the sport this year is VJ Jones. I just wanted to argue against Jack. Oh, no. I All think right. that Ryan Atkins had the most impactful single performance mm -hmm. of yeah. the year because it validated his history of racing without winning Spartan Worlds. And so my heart tells me that Ryan was the most outstanding this year because he cemented his place at the very middle of Mount Rushmore. Maybe not the exact center, but he's holding two other shoulders next to him at the middle of Mount Rushmore. However, it doesn't negate the fact that from DECA, Stadion, Sprint, Super, Hildervat, Mountain, Flat, VJ Jones was untouched throughout the year. So he is the most outstanding performer. Yeah, it's hard to go against it. And I feel the same way you do, Bracken, with um, with just like it's it feels good. And a lot of times in these yeah. things, the voter, like the narrative, mm -hmm. plays a big role in it, and that I think would sway this. But I'm with it too, Jack. I think VJ yeah. deserves this. Think, if you think... took away world championship, you just cover that up. It's a landslide that it's VJ. You add in that mm -hmm. one weighty race, and suddenly Ryan Atkins did the most important thing that anyone did this year. Yeah, right. And right. Atkins had the best performance. VJ was the best performer. 
Yeah, and he idea. had the most important performance. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That might be the most important OCR performance that there's ever been, in my opinion, because it closed the the gap or that that missing link for Atkins in his career. Yeah. It's an interesting arc. So he deserves Rich's vote because he shouldn't be whitewashed off this. Yeah. But VJ Jones, pillar to post, had the best year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who else would you have nominated? On the male side, I don't think there was anyone else. I think last year, Hunter McIntyre should have won it. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think that in a year with very little racing, he had such a string of dominant high rocks that it was just almost unthinkable that anyone else could be more dominant at what they're doing in the sport than him. Mm. But he was upset this year. And, and so he was for the first time in a while, his hat wasn't in the ring, even though if it's not fully OCR, I don't know if high rocks really is OCR. We're counting last year. I would have counted him, yeah. but this we'll year, like Decca and yeah, I think it's, it's fine to include it in this. If, you- if we, Decca and things like that, I think Rick Ryan's in the mix between winning OCR mix. stars, Decca, I mean, some stadium prowess. I, I think that it's... <laughs> but that I think third that place really hurts his... That, that's a big, that's a big yeah. demerit on that end. Yeah. Uh, what about what about Albin? I mean, European champ, he got third world championships, and he, if you throw in the OCC performance, yeah. I mean, he's the next a- a- best, Atkins got, I think. Atkins got first at North American champs and first at world champs. So I'm just talking about, I'm talking about yeah. nominees here. Not, yeah. not, you know, he would receive third place votes from yeah. the panel. Yeah. Right. You can't put Sergey who ended up getting uh, second place at world. Cause he got in the low teens at European champs. Yeah. He had one shot that he fired better than almost anyone else could fire this year, but he yeah. raced too. Albin didn't race enough elsewhere to hurt himself. Yeah. Sergey did. Right. Right. And I think, yeah, if, the, if, if, the, if we were coming up with a third, that's the only other person that could really, think to even be considered under this yeah because godette and botris are the only other world champs mm-hmm. in here that i can mm-hmm. think of and, and they were all over the place yeah right they right. they had other races where they were just as good as any other top five to ten guy in the in the u.s was so their highs were high but their medium and lows were just very good rather than world beaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Where these three had been consistent where if they're showing up to a race, they're going to be the ones at the top, at the front, like without yes. a doubt. So the consistency of the performance and, um, it's kind of stands alone. And I think, I think VJ does it. VJ deserves this honor. Yeah, I agree. If, what, what are we if call they these? all showed up to DECA, if he and Ryan showed up to DECA, which one doesn't matter. matters. Okay. I'd say all three. If they showed up to stadiums, if they showed up to high rocks, if they showed up to sprint super beast ultra, VJ would have more wins. He wouldn't whitewash them. Ryan would win ultra depending on the course, the beast, he would probably win Deca strong and maybe high rocks, but probably DJ win high would rocks. Win Deca mile, full Deca stadium, sprint and super and potentially the beast depending on the course. Yeah. I think the because the bike, the assault bike, is the biggest game changer in all the decas. I wonder if Atkins could just mash that thing, like hang around and then crush. Maybe, yeah. I think it's. BJ went like twelve forty or so at in Colorado Mm -hmm. for strong, strong, yeah. Yeah. Which is good. That was his first time, so yeah, Yeah. that's better than I thought he would. He would have done something like that. Yep. Um, All right. Anything else on the most outstanding mail? Are we ready to move on? Good debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very solid debate. Who's on, to the, 
I'm up first. We're just going to move up. We're just going to go. I'll go first. Bracken, you're second. Jack, you're third. Sure. Cool. So are we voting on all of them at the end? Uh, I think we'll just go through. uh, Well, I think we. You hand out the award after we talk about it. Yeah. So VJ wins that award, right? Like these are the five. These are the five best pictures. That was a lackluster presentation. (laughs) (laughs) He he isn't here. We We couldn't get him. That was an idea, though. Brad was like, let's try to get some people in here. I was like, maybe you have like a bunch of like stick figures. You're like, hey, what's we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he, he, his uh, awards in the mail, he'll get it. He'll be very. Yeah. Checks in the mail, Veej. Checks I can in the hand mail. deliver it to him if you want. You'll yes. get it about the time we get our Spartan winnings. <laughs> Which supposed. Did. <laughs> did you guys, you guys got the email with everything? No. Uh, oh, no. There was an email saying like the, the money's coming. coming. And then. Aaron replied to all. <laughs> it's just, it was just a learning lesson. On I'm not even end. on those emails anymore. I'm telling you, I'm cut off. You're way cut off. Are you, yeah. so you were oh, you weren't pro team last year though. No, I was part of the protest. That's right. That's right. So you weren't on the all, uh, the all email, which you happened now as a blind to be. I think they chose block and report spam. The last time yeah. I emailed them. I do get emails from Spartan that do go straight to spam though. Those I should don't probably come, check it. Those don't come to my my inbox, but it was from Hammond. So anyway, yeah. supposedly it's coming. Supposedly it's coming. Yeah. All right. On the female end, I will nominate Lindsay Webster. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So she wow. won every race. She won every single race that she ran. <laughs> U.S. Uh-huh. National Series champ, uh, Spartan World champ, OCR uh, World champion, three K and fifteen K. Uh, really left no doubt. Only had a one or two races that were even a contest. Truly. So I think this is probably the most dominant season that we've ever seen. I think that's, I think, I don't even know if that's arguable, right? Have we even seen anything like this before on male or female side? I, I 2011 Hobie. Hmm. And almost, what would that have been? 2018. What was the year he won everything except 17? And then he got the tooth issue before West Virginia. Yeah. So almost, but no. No, I mean, it's tw- the only undefeated seasons are 2011 Hobie and this. Right. Ho- so Hobie did happens not once, happens once a decade. He got, he oh, got no? 10th or 11th in, in Killington, like I mentioned before. That's true. And he lost yeah. death race. And the yeah. quality of field was lower. So, no, this is just the single greatest in terms of win-loss record mm-hmm. season we've ever seen. Against the best depth of field the female sport's ever seen. And I would say the depth of field in this voting is better than the men. I had a hard time. Oh, I mean, she's so dominant that I had a hard time really putting up anyone else next to her that would really compare. But if you're voting for second and third place, we had two, maybe three men we could come up with, and we could come up with several for the women. So she was head and shoulders above the deepest contender field we've ever seen for the women. It's crazy. You know, in a year in which Nicole was hurt, Rebecca retired, Alyssa wasn't really a factor. Rhea kind of picked and choose like which races she was in, where you didn't have that same depth, at least on the women's side. Now it's as competitive as ever, deciding who's the next best. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting. And out of that list, only one person has ever beat her. And that was Nicole. Nicole. Like, really, it's a two dog yeah. race. Well, Rebecca at Hildervat. No, yeah, we'll count. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did mention Hilda Vetter. If you if 
That was the first time I had heard Hildervet today. I would have been like, that doesn't count. But since we to were, me, it's like losing the in the Bahamas been for Spartan Crews. Like, yeah, eh, it was a race, but yeah, got flaws. All right, uh, you done arguing her? I'm I don't have much else to say. Okay, what yeah. else is there to say? What, She's not right. much. So I, in the I will... season where she came in in the worst fitness ever with the least amount of desire, she smoked everyone and went undefeated. Mm-hmm. Did she lose that savage? She DNF in Ohio. She did DNF a savage. Yes. There goes yeah. the perfect season. There goes the perfect season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, that doesn't count. I will say. So I looked it up. I tried to find which undefeated seasons have happened in the past. Um, Susanna? So- Claude in 2012 and 2014, she won Killington both years. She went five and zero and eight and zero. I think Claude is extremely underrated. Like she was just coming off of being an Olympian uh, or a Nordic skier, I believe. Um, so early on, she was she was the one to beat two times. Nordic World combined, Camp. I think. Nordic combined, yeah. But bottom line, huge engine on mountain courses, especially. Um, Zuzana four and zero. She won Tahoe and Euros in 2015. Um, so that was a, a great season. Albert Soleil went 6-0 in 2016. He actually started his career with like 13 straight wins before losing, but he didn't race in Tahoe that year. Um, you had 2017, uh, in Bracken's opinion, the most overrated athlete in Spartan history, Matt Murphy, went 8-0 and won the Asia-Pacific uh, Championship. I know you love your Matt Murphy. Uh, I like Matt he, Murphy. Yeah. You just think he's a bum compared to... No, I think he's, I've race. raced him. He's He's yeah. a super tough racer. But again, if I'm racing him, calling him a super tough racer, and I'm having battles with him, he's not an all-time great. Yeah, yeah. He, he's run like 25 races and never finished worse than second in Spartan. And one of those was world championships. And 21 but, of them were in Australia. That's true, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, and then the last one was VJ this past year, where he won three U.S. National Series races, but he didn't in, end up running in Abu Dhabi. So... Very small sample size of undefeated seasons. You can really only compare uh, Claude and Susanna for a couple of their wins. And I think that everyone knows the sport has progressed, especially on the women's side since 2012 to 2015. This might be the best Spartan season of all time um, in terms of dominance. It's a shame that Nicole got hurt because I think that yeah. it might have th- thrown a wrench in there, especially early. Like had Lindsay come over during that first race, Nicole had the best single finish ever by place in a u.s national series uh race if you combine men and women when she got fifth i believe um in jacksonville which is just crazy um and that's never happened before uh i think the old best was Lindsay with eighth and palmerton um a few years ago but nicole was pretty untouchable early on before she got hurt in my opinion so maybe her flawless season kind of benefited from that but once once she kind of like got motivated again she was untouchable all year. So mm-hmm. no brainer picking her. Yeah. And injuries are part of sport, right? Yeah. Every outcome would be different in every season that's ever happened if there wasn't some sort of injury <laughs> involved. So exactly. it's hard to say. Yeah. I, but it would have been, a, Lindsay would have had a real hard time with Nicole in Asheville. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the closer races she had or some burpee races, she probably would have lost. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm interested. This isn't the point of even any of this, but have we ever had an ACL reconstruction in the endurance world come back and pick up where they left off? Do you know of any? Because ACL tears are so rare in the, distance running. Yeah. Uh, Abby D'Agostino I, in the Olympic trials, she 
she, or the Olympics. Mm-hmm. She was the one who who tore it during the race. I don't know her career afterwards though. She she hasn't. She's, I don't even know. She but, was in the trials. This her name's not that. It's anymore. not D'Agostino anymore. Yeah. No. Um. And she took her 5K heat out. Oh, she was the one with the guts who just like yeah. went for it, right? Because so she she's didn't in have some the standard. Sh- right. Yeah. She didn't, that's yeah. what it was. She didn't have the standard. So she tried to do it at the trials and went out real hard and got swallowed up and, and, didn't, mm-hmm. and didn't qualify. So like she's back yeah. to some sort of. She's still national class, but she, I don't but think she she's made the Olympics times. prior to it. She didn't after. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So far. Right. And, and outside of that, it's such a linear sport. You just don't see like triathletes, it, runners. It would have to be bikers. trail running. That's all I can think of. So I don't, I don't think we who. have a precedent in our sport of world class to world class with um, ACL in the middle. Claude got boot. She tore hers, and that basically ended her career. Yeah. So I, I don't. She. I don't want to be negative. I don't. I'm not saying it's the kiss of death. We just haven't seen someone try that's as good as her in yeah. her sport. And it's an injury that it's a lateral movement injury, which is it seems like a freak injury in the first place. And the way that it happened was just so unforeseen oh yeah i'm not sure how that would really affect the mechanics and your fitness if it gets healed all the way i don't see why you wouldn't be able to come back i don't know with the the descending we do with the lateral i don't know it's just hard to tell plus i don't know if they went cadaver if they pulled from hamstring for her because those cause serious long-term issues depending on which one you do Um, i mean my sister tore hers a good a bunch of my buddies have in the the getting back to sport and the getting back to self is a totally different time frame, hmm. And yeah, it's kind of tough where you can go half speed in drills in different sports. You can't go half speed down a mountain. Mm-hmm. So in a I'm interested to see how, how she attacks this and what happens next. Yeah. I really yeah. can't think of any in the endurance world. It's, it's pretty remarkable. It's so rare. Yeah. It's so rare. Cause you're just and- linear. You're going just straight. And it, like, and that happened to Lacey Burgess this year too. At, tore her yeah. ACL like maybe she's, a week or two before that. She's running some crazy mileage again. It's crazy. Yeah, that and she's, happened, she's that bad. happened in like February. I went rock climbing with her, no mm-hmm. issues. Like she's, wow. I'm impressed. So that's good news for Nicole. Yeah, totally. Because she's she's about three months ahead of where Nicole was at. Yeah, and Nicole seems to be moving well, but you just never know how people's bodies respond. Like it's not, you can do everything right. It's not a matter of decision or commitment. Yeah. It's just tough invasive surgeries and it's, it's really difficult. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I know Adrian Peterson, he, uh, he rushed for 2000 yards, like, and came back quicker than ever. He changed, he, he changed his. what everybody thought of a torn ACL. Everyone yeah. after AD did it, it's like, ah, but what do you that do that injury? He's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> he struggled with, with, with tweaks and dings and injuries for the rest of his career. And he was, he had True. one more year and, like but those most, are some of the things you front load. He was also then, a late twenties running back, so that kind of most running backs barely make it to their mid twenties. Yeah. He got a year break from beating up his body, so you'd think that he's that would just. Help a, him. I think he's he's the outlier in this. In this, yeah. But Nicole's she's kind of on that level in terms of OCR. Yeah, could be. We'll see. And she's not a bouncy runner, which I think helps. Yeah, but she did have hip issues early on. I believe she had like a labrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so. anyway, we'll I, I all the best to her. I really, really look forward to seeing her back for the first time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, with Brad, that in who mind, do you, who do you nominate here? Yeah, with that in mind, uh, Lindsay gets this. As far as I know, she already received the award. <laughs> yeah. she did. In the, it's in the mail. Do we not nominate? Who else? Nominate who would be the next Lindsay two that we would nominate? I think Annie has to be up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think that Lauren Weeks has to be up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Those those were the exact two that I was thinking as well. <laughs> I can't think of anybody else who'd be in the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, you could the, make some arguments, but they'd fit better in other categories. So I'm honest, just going to wait. Honestly, I think Susanna would have been my other pick because she won Europeans by like eight or nine minutes over Alyssa Petrova. And Susanna did two sets of burpees. Alyssa did none. And Susanna was like undefeated on the season, just crushing people all year. So I was I was kind of bummed she didn't end up making it to Abu Dhabi because she's she's fit and running out of years. So and she's she made for a grind. Yeah. That would have been a very interesting race. Yeah. But it's all what ifs. But yeah, yeah I, I, the bottom line, Lindsay runs away with this award. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. For sure. Blank, blank check. <laughs> yeah, as much as you want it to be. You you deserved it. Uh, so let's move on to breakout performer. So this is like the most improved award. It's not the rookie of the year. Uh, that's who would be just the their first year of racing. This is someone, people that we might have known before, but that really made a jump in the sport. Uh, Bracken, care to kick us off? Well, yeah, I, I wanted clarification on this because I have three women that I want to talk about what is truly rookie because we don't really get a lot of true rookies we get people who are like dabbled and this is their first year going after it mm-hmm. so like an annie or chris raglowski like i would not consider their... them rookies right been around since like 2016 annie like 2017 yeah 18 i think yeah so i think so, they fit into i think they fit into the category where so it's not, a career, rookie, it's not career race number one was in 2021. It's this is your first year being a legit yeah. contender. We could say 2020 even if we want to extend it. Like, would we have counted Ryan Kempson two years ago in 2019? No. Would we have said that he's a rookie? He'd have been no. a breakout. Breakout, yeah. okay. And it's tough because we don't have minor leagues and stuff, so they can't, like, they do yeah. their buildup in the pro division, but, like, they weren't really there. So, I don't know. This, this is a tough one for me. So, my male rookie of the year... Is Sean Roberts. We're going rookie. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Are we doing breakout first? <laughs> well, let's, let's go rookie. We already got an nominee. Sean Roberts. We'll, we'll, we'll still. Okay. Cool. He's one of the only true rookies we have, and he made a splash from day one. He was nonstop headlines, day one yeah. to the day he disappeared off into the great beyond. He was the biggest impact performing rookie that probably we've seen in a while. He was just it. He had his first race in Jacksonville, and they made him do the age group as they should, as those are the rules. And he would he finish. He Jack, help me out here. I think he did the super. Jacksonville right, that was Jacksonville. the first first race period of the entire 20, 21 season all year, and he won the super by like a minute over Killian, Derek Yorick. No, no, uh, he in, out of the age group though. Out of the age group, he did right. not, and he won the age group by like ten minutes. So he was just floating along in the swamp doing whatever he, he thought he had to do. And he still beat those guys day one, like first ever career race out of the age group race. I'm not sure if he won, if he would have won outright with his time, but I think he would have I'm, top, I'm top. positive my, my year in the spreadsheet, mm-hmm. he's the first name that's always listed on there. So he was number one overall. And I combined age group and elite. And then we looked into it a little bit, right? It's like, Oh my God, this is a 401 miler. Yep. I remember making a post after like being like that had to have been a tight. Oh crap. This Sean Roberts, he's got a, you know, world athletics page. He's, if this is the same guy, Oh crap matches him in the pictures. That's he's the real deal. And then uh, yeah, just kept making headlines. You're not wrong. Rocking. 
ended up doing probably had more success on the savage end of things when he mm-hmm. raced in the u.s national series he would be somewhere in you know eight to twelve range never was really battling up but, front, he, but he had like a terrible shoe choice for utah if i'm not mistaken and he's still i think he was hanging with like sean stevens whale even though he had like just he had leg cramping more than shoes, I think. It's the oh, I, I thought his soles fell apart or something like that. I mean, that. they they but, they might have by that point. They might have yeah. just been old, but but he was never like in the mix. If you if he had in Montana, he was in Montana. He raced well. I think he yeah. ran off then the he got horses. Off course. So yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So he just hadn't really had enough experience in those type of races to really kind of yeah. settle in. Um. And, and I think getting fourth at OCR Worlds 3K that that kind of solidified it. It's like he, he made his mark. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just outran Woodsy at a Savage race, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gonna outrun pretty much anybody. He, he'll, I, I would imagine, we're gonna see him in the Savage series next. Savage year. series. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be the one that probably one of the favorites right from the jump. Definitely. Yep. All right, Jack. I what do you think? Good. I know who you're gonna pick, so I'll just uh, make it easy on you. I'm gonna go Lars Arneson. I think that very few people, mm. um, and I was torn between him and Josiah, but Josiah technically got second at a world championship grand <laughs> a decade ago. Not a rookie. This is, not a rookie. <laughs> um, but Lars Arneson kind of just came in and just floating at the top of the leaderboard at Tahoe all races. Like, who is this guy? I think he ended up finishing fifth there. Um, and then Big Bear, just watching the video, we kind of broke it down before. It's like Atkins does not get caught up to when he breaks you. And this guy just kept hanging around. Um, and this he, you know, beat some of the best in the sport uh and ended up getting fourth in in Big Bear. Um, his two races absolutely crushed it. Uh Taylor Turney warned me about him a couple of years ago. He did OCR stars as well. And it was like, okay, is he ever gonna do it? And you know, just fantastic on mountain courses. Um, two two top five finishes in major races. That's a pretty good breakthrough year for a rookie, a, a true rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And didn't necessarily seem to have too much issues with obstacles or anything like that, even no. though it's only he only had run two races. I think he had a problem with the spear at Tahoe, and I think he was clean. Big Bear, right? I think he was, yeah. yeah. You don't hang around with you know Josiah, VJ, and Atkins uh, all race if, you, if you're not clean at that one. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a staple if he continues to come out. He at told me he's courses. not sure. He, he said that that might have been his last race because he's not sure. What, the, the, the trail series circuit paying him more? In a fifth place at uh, I think, I think the flying from Alaska is probably the, the hard part. That's probably the thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. He you might see him in like a Seattle or a Chicago where they have direct flights, but that's that's an expensive place to travel from. He yeah. was one non dry altitude mountain race away from me giving him my unanimous vote. Mm-hmm. He, I, I'm not by any way, shape, or form saying he's a one trick pony, yeah. but he only did one course without a double sandbag carry, like you know, just it was a a simplified version. Not yeah. And when the racing started at those places on obstacle gauntlets, it's where he got dropped. I'm not saying that maybe I am saying, I'm saying that he isn't currently able to match VJ and Ryan Atkins through obstacle gauntlets, which <laughs> most of us in the world <laughs> can't do anyway, but seeing him in a Nashville or a Jacksonville or even a Montana, just something where it's non dry, Hard yeah, Palmerton, Killington, even even, yeah. even put it on a mountain, right? West Virginia, you know, it's a different story. Yeah, whereas Major. we saw Sean Roberts do well in Montana until a fiasco. We saw him do well in Jacksonville. We saw him do well in Texas, in North Carolina, uh, Ohio, which mm-hmm. is a nasty Sloppy. little hilly yeah. course. It's 
it's not a huge variation, but anyways, Lars was one other style of race away from me saying it's not even close. It's him. Yeah. Agreed. And with only two races, right. It's like not a full resume of a, of a season, but still he was on my list for sure. That being said, if you had to start an OCR team, who do you draft first? Lars or Sean? Sean. I'm picking wait Sean. For my, wait for the last oh. one. Okay. What the heck? All right. I'm going to nominate Rylan Shadeg. He's a rookie, right? He Shadeg. also Shadeg. He this also had his first ever race this year. Was this year, right? And he had to do the same thing that yeah. Sean did where he did the age group and then came back the next day and I think got the it landed on the podium. This was, I think, mm-hmm. was Vegas. Or, or Arizona, one of the early races in the season where he was age like group the first day. You say What's Vegas? That? You say Vegas? Not Vegas? Uh, Ve- Vegas? Yeah, it's, I oh, guess that's I, how I, I said. I hear Kirk DeWitt in podcast. He always says Las Vegas. And I'm Vegas? Like, that's what it is. How do you Vegas? say it? Vegas? Vegas? You're saying Vegas. with an A? Like Bay. Vey. Yeah, Vegas? what do you say? Vegas. Vegas? I'm saying Vegas. Vegas? Well, Jack, Jack, you say it. Vegas. 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 Yeah. I think Rick says thing. Vegas. He says like peg, like veg. I say yeah. vey. It's the same thing, just clipped. Just clipped. Right. Anyway, I'm hearing it different. Anyway. Yeah. You're right. colorblind. You can't hear this accurately. <laughs> That's true. Sure, let me put up my goggles and I'll, uh, I'll hear it better. Yeah. Ryland um, is a good choice. And finish, I mean, this is like, voting for Zion and on his rookie season, right? Yeah. Cut short due to yeah. injury really had the best trajectory to, to be this coming in second at what was probably the most competitive U S national series race of the year. What's the stats say on that? Do you, do you have those? Utah? Uh, Utah was Utah? No, most competitive? It, it, it was, it was one. It was probably like third or fourth, but I think Jacksonville ended up being number one. Oh, Jacksonville okay. always is. Um, but it was a very competitive field with, you know, uh, with Hawk calling it as well, a couple of really, uh, and everybody was still out there the first mountain course of the year and he finishing second, mm-hmm. unfortunately got hurt. I mean, so if now, if you were to start an OCR team out of Ryland, Lars and Sean, who are you taking? Still think Sean, I, nothing against the other guys. I can't take Ryland yet. It's the same argument as Lars. We saw the same. It's dry. <laughs> I mean, Vegas was flatter but he struggled to run with the top guys in that one. So in terms of actual running, I haven't seen him race. I know he can power hike and he can descend, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I've never seen him run. Mm -hmm. And so I I think he got worked in a stadium race, but that's like, if you don't know what you're doing, if you you got penalized, he would have been like 10th or so, but he got penalized 10 minutes because they do that stupid rule. And that's tough because, like, it's such a weird race. But at the same time, has any, like, real stud ever come over and taken worse than, like, fourth or fifth in a stadium? Like, one, I'm talking stud, like, U.S. National Series podium guy. Like, Killian comes over and wins or goes top three. Yeah, Kent. BJ comes over and wins or top three. Kent comes over and wins or top three. Like, Kent or Atkins did one, and he was second. Mark got dead. He got 10th in – DC. He's also never I, made a national series podium. That's yeah, yeah, world championship. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so anyways, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. He, we have no sample size on him for a rookie. Yeah. I could see how an, a stadium race would literally being a fish out of water, like not necessarily being familiar with the obstacles and yeah. then add in the, the urgency of that race and, and the, 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 how to navigate and move through things. 
if you don't have any obstacle know-how or very, very little, I would have a hard time thinking any rookie's going to come in and do well in a, in a stadium. I, I think it totally de- depends because Sean, he's if it's a fast course, you're going to go with him all day. If it's a, some nasty, aggressive downhill, even though Ryland doesn't necessarily have a running background, per se, he's more of a uh, mountain biker like that. If it's nasty bombing downhill and stuff, I'd go with him yeah. on that type of course. And he's in his just like 22 23 he's young away. and he's so, young if you're starting a yeah, team he also has like a 15 16 year old brother who's not too far behind so just keep an eye on uh maybe they could be the next kempsons if That's i it. could be one athlete i would be sean rogers i mean sean roberts yes or sean but, rogers yeah. but, but yeah. if you look at every world championship location venue ever and every u.s national series venue ever it plays to power hiking and downhills more than it plays to flat ground burner. Yeah. So I think you choose Lars or, or Rylan. And I think then you go with youth. That's, that's, I think so too. If we're picking a team, Sean yeah. is, I think at least 30, right? 29 he's, or 30. Yeah. He's, he's, right he's kind of, he's doing the typical trajectory of an OCR athlete where they did something first. Now he's kind of in, in OCR where yeah. Rylan seems all in. You know, he he's, seems he's like VJ. he's going to be hurting with VJ for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, for this year, I vote Sean Roberts, but long-term there's may not be a brighter future in the sport. Than I, I still think there's a br- brighter future, but he technically is not a rookie. He's an elite rookie this year and that would have been hot call, but. Yeah. You, you you just love hanging on to that Utah pick. Hot call. That was your guy out hey, of left field. I, did you see that, that day. I, I posted in 2019. I was like, names to watch next year. And right. 2020 didn't happen. You're going to you're gonna be claiming Ryland's 16-year-old brother, which is crazy. I don't know anybody who has a 16-year-old Joshua. brother. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Jack's never heard the, uh, the phrase, let your fans do the talking for you. <laughs> Jack loves to remind people what he's need, reminded them. You need fans for that to apply. <laughs> that's fair, fair point. <laughs> yeah. um, so long as – yeah, I think that the body of work – it is better when looking at Sean Roberts. If you put it on paper, I think yeah. the rookie of the year award probably would go to him just because Rylan had a season cut short and Lars only we saw him like twice. So it's I, tough. Not, if, if Sean didn't have the fourth at OCR worlds, I would say Lars hands down because yeah. his races were more impactful on the biggest race scene. They both got fourth at a major national or world championship event on the same exact weekend where half the people didn't show up to the other events. So well, I think Utah was more, was more uh, impressive of a finish than fifth at Tahoe for Lars. Tahoe was uh, probably U- the weakest. Utah Tahoe's was Ryland. Right. Lars only did Whatever. Tahoe and big bear. Right. I'm, I say, I think Ryland's finish at Utah is more impressive oh, than oh. a fifth place at Tahoe. I'd be super comfortable giving a four headed rookie of the year to Hawk. Rylan, Lars, yeah. and Sean. Yeah, not what we're doing here. I'm. I vote for Sean. <clears throat> uh, I'll go Sean also. All right. Nothing against Rylan. Sean wins. Checks in the mail. Congrats. I think <laughs> Rylan, Hawk, and Lars all are still eligible for breakout performer next year because of their small body of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Rylan Sean could like be that six, way too. Yeah. yeah. If Sean yeah, yeah, ends up being true. on national uh, podiums consistently, if you win, if you wipes the floor with savage series because he was good he wasn't dominant right yeah i agree yep all right on to the females 
yeah. the females. Female rookie. All right, Jack, you're up first. I mean, only right answer is Emma Clark. I don't even know how you could argue anybody else. Like, ends up getting fifth uh, in Asheville, her first ever race. Um, National Series just takes it out hard. Doesn't even know how to do, like, monkey bars and stuff. Gets penalized for, for a few things. Um, ends up getting fifth. And then goes to Red Deer in Canada and beats everybody, including Aaron Newell, except for Sean Stevens Whale in that race by like several minutes. Um, destroys everybody, goes to Tahoe, beats Annie. Annie finished the second at World Championship. Um, Emma was in third until the last obstacle slips off the rings, loses her podium spot. Um, but she was in podium position through 99.5% of the race. Ends up having to do the penalty loop, finishes fourth not a bad rookie season at Abu Dhabi. So I don't, I don't know how you can argue anybody else besides Emma. She's certainly a blue chipper. Yeah. I have somebody though. And I, I I think, I think this qualifies. I'm going to nominate Katie Knight here. Yeah. Who won world's toughest in a pretty impressive fashion, almost wire to wire should have gotten second at, uh, tell you ride Spartan world championships, but had that egregious that penalty 30 minute penalty, that's 30 garbage. minute penalty. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just, um, but so, but she still ended up third. So that, that's still so crazy that she did both of those within a month of each other. Exactly. Right. Like, With, and she won the Tahoe ultra, which wasn't necessarily a, a championship race or anything, but it's still, but it's still it's, seven plus hours beating up your body a few weeks before tell you Like, yeah. So from a durability standpoint and really without, much experience in this field to come out and do that well in these races that you would imagine something's going to go wrong and just like a lot of planning and like a lot goes into it. I think it was really impressive what she did. And she came away with two podiums in world championships. And uh, Emma doesn't have any, didn't have any this year. I was approached by Hunter to see if I would work with Katie. He's like, she's raw. She's a freak athlete. She just needs to listen to someone. She won't listen to me. <laughs> Will you work with her? I'm like, yeah, man. So I do a call with her. And she tells me what she wants to do this year, which is I think I can be on the podium at at Spartan 24-hour. I'm like, okay, what have you done? She's like, well, I just like going for long stuff. Like I just I just took second in a 50-mile run. I totally fell apart. And I said, how long it? How long, what's the longest before that? Should I did like a 31 time for training with Hunter. And I'm like, this is just the rawest athlete who has yeah. no concept of not being able to do something. So I wrote out a plan. We talked through it. I'm like, you should go to big bear, do a beast, find out what you don't know. And then we'll go on in. She's like, I, I really want to do this and this. And I, I'm already going to go here and I should just do this. And I'm like, world's toughest or 24 hour ultra. We just, we got to choose one. And eventually we just, it fizzled out. We stopped working together. She's like, don't tell me what to do. I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing both. And, and this I mean, is the example of, you just can't listen to people sometimes mm -hmm. because I had the best of intentions with her. And we made it several weeks and I don't even know if she even finished off my training plan that I gave her, or if she was just like from the start, I don't believe that this guy believes what I believe. And so she just did her own thing and she proved herself right. And I was never more happy to be wrong in my <laughs> life than to watch her go out and do that. And so it pains me not to vote for her, but it's Emma Cook Clark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and in your defense, no, I don't think there's, I don't think she would have found a coach that would have been like, great idea let's do it but you know 
that that yeah. is just she needs she needed to find her own way and and really did find that that's success. like Atkins esque recovery or Rhea recovery. Yeah, it's like, crazy. That's that's insane. Right, you know, she does high rocks and yeah. I want to vote for her because have we ever? I mean, yes, but in modern history, have we had a rookie come out and win a world championship? In modern history. In the OCR, in gen- is there any example of this? Yeah, first year. Um, it's, yeah. it's just, it's almost, it maybe is unheard of. So that alone should get her. Rebecca got second at OCR Worlds 3K her first year. But that's and what did that's Zuzana, was that her first year when she won? No, Tahoe? she, um, her first year going she, to, she World. raced in 2014, I believe. Yeah. I, I mean, but like, so just locally, Amelia Boone, maybe. But like those are the the old time, the original world toughest yeah. year, yeah. So I it's never been done. That alone should give it to her. And then the fact that she should have been second just a month earlier, it's outrageous. But she did a high rocks and crumbled. Mm-hmm. Had she won that, she's my my hands down rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that she didn't had she get DQ, she didn't crumble. I thought her knee didn't touch the ground on a lunge or something, and then she. Knee- or put maybe the bag they, she was blown up. They had that she? silly rule that's not right, where it's like if you put your bag down, you're DQ'd. She's it's not like, even in the rule book. It's not in the rule book, and they say it some for some reason, and they made her stop, which doesn't make any sense in the first place to even for that to even be a penalty. Yeah. Um. But she, the race wasn't going well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she wasn't in contention at that. And point she hasn't done day. other races where you were just like, "Wow, blown away." Emma actually had worse finishes than her throughout the year in her other events but it was just like the shock value of to hear this person come over with her trail acumen and immediately take to it was almost like her ceiling is giving me the bias towards voting for her right now which maybe i shouldn't even do so that's what that was going to be my count but are we are we projecting what emma cook clark is going to be in this sport or are we talking about what she did this This year what did you do from january 1st 2021 i joked about four-headed rookie of the year, I am actually submitting to the panel here a co-rookie of the year for women. Because you let, can't win a world championship as a rookie and not win rookie of the year. Let me, Killian, 2015. He that was his rookie year. There we go. That is, that is true. His, his first race was Breckenridge Beast when they were the sprint mm. for the NBC yes, series. That's that true. Weekend. Yeah. yeah. So she can't, Katie Knight cannot not win it. And Emma Cook-Clark cannot lose this. So but I submit that we give co-rookie of the year. On the counter, there were only like 15 or 20 women in the field. So that so granted what? for, for um, uh, Telluride for that one. But no, she got uh, second. And we were talking world stuff. She, she won that one. I got the, I got the two races yeah. mixed up. And Sorry. like you can't go on, on yeah. submissions of racers for a, a 24 no, no, no. race. I, I got the, a, the, yeah. the title mixed up. So yeah. I vote and, for both. And Emma, Emma made rookie mistakes. Like she, when she didn't perform yeah. well, it's because she's a rookie. Where Katie Knight was just poised. Don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah, watch. She won a niche world championship, and Emma won a prestigious North American championship without the greatest rate, without the only racer that matters beating there yeah. at the at the race. Yeah, and you could say the same thing for Katie. No, um, I suppose there was not Ray, a previous champion Ray in the field wasn't there other than Amelia, Amelia, but she'd been several years removed and she would say Agreed. she's not in her top preparation for it. So it's just, I, I think they, they balance out. I'm striking. Yeah. If we don't give it to both. 
I, I think it's a compelling argument. I think that Emma had the more dominant season by losing more, by by losing by uh, yeah, winning one race, the more yeah. impressive season. Fine, it, I'll call it a tie. Okay. Bracken gets his one tie. His one tie. No more ties. Just knocked a shoe down. <laughs> no more debating yeah. ties. <laughs> oh, you poor little Nike Luna racer. Oh. Did that's, a, that's shoe abuse right there. Was there even a third? That you, I could barely think of one. I had Lauren Weeks on this. I was like, she's not a she rookie. Count? She, she did TMX like four years ago. Oh, I forgot about TMX. Like, I forgot about TMX. She's removed. She'll um, be in the conversation for the next, the next debate here. Yes. The next award. Did you? Yeah. Was there? A th- I I honestly couldn't even think of a third. I, I was thinking like Miranda Kaplinsky kind of like didn't no, do a she, lot of she's not a. She's, she's not, not a rookie, rookie, but she didn't do a ton of racing beforehand. Um, she would be breakout. She'd qualify on a breakout. But yeah, this I'm next looking- one breakout is going to be the hardest on the female side of anyone of any category here. I think. Yeah. All right. So Should I'm we- happy I don't have to to go first in this. Rich round. is first. Well, we're going dudes, right? Are we on dudes? Yep. Sure. Wait, we just did female female uh, breakout. Okay. Oh, this this is tough. It's really this is tough. Um. All right, I'm gonna nominate. Is it? I'm up. Yeah, uh, Mark Adet for this one. Coming from a couple seasons where we thought he was gonna have a breakout season, 2020 was gonna be his breakout season, and this year finishing with a Spartan World Championship in the ultra distance in his first 24-hour Spartan race uh, is, is pretty good, and, and also finishing top. Uh, what he finished fourth in, I think he was fifth in West Virginia. I think he ended up like fifth or sixth in the series. Coming from yeah, not not having a finish in the series, uh, I mean his world championship. He was the top American finisher at Spartan Worlds, matching his finish from a domestic race, which should say something. I mean, finishing in the same place in a much more difficult situation, um, but we, we've been waiting for him to break out. I think that he certainly did break out, and that world championship is is a nice. Little cherry on top for him. Mm-hmm. It's hard to argue with that. I had three names. I had Mark Audette, Mark Botris, and Logan Broadbent. Mm, Mark Botris. And oh, Botris who- still didn't fully break. Like he got his world title, which was emotional to watch because the guy just puts everything into every one of his races. But he still wasn't. What'd you yeah. say? He set the record also. Yeah, and it, but he still just didn't have the body of consistent work to can truly break out. So I'm going to say Logan Broadbent. He was he was the other person I had. Yep. He was – I think he moved up one notch. But to do that in this day and age is really weighty to me. Like Mark, I don't think moved up a notch. He just had a event. And he had a which full was a season. Event. It was right. a world title. But his, his finishes this year were really no – it wasn't significantly different than his finishes and his hype last year. Logan joined the, he's the guy that's going to be there if people screw up, but you don't really worry about him because he hasn't put it together too. He's just one of the top five every time he's mm-hmm. going to be out in the lead and we're not expecting him to screw up anymore. He had a world championship podium. He had a national series podium. He was in several races and just the fact that he was in the conversation for snagging a podium or top five at Worlds in Abu Dhabi is not something he ever would have been in the past. He had a savage podium, I believe. He just did enough of things he hadn't done before. 
beat VJ twice. Be- yeah. I didn't even say his most spectacular so because so I'm going to submit that for performance of the yeah, year yeah. or upset of the year. But yeah, he was the only person to slay VJ at a non-beast distance. And he did it twice. Can't, can't argue with any of it. Yeah, can't yeah. argue with any of that. Um, him really being in the mix. Yeah, being on the on a podium at the U.S. National Series race, I think in the first race of the year too, was like, whoa, like this is this is something to pay attention to. Um, yeah. Batras is interesting. Because he again, he he to me is more what how you described Marquette because Batras has been there. He was on a podium at the U.S. National Series. What year mm-hmm. was that, Jack? Two thousand seventeen. Uh, Batras in yeah, in Chicago. Eight, Eighteen Chicago. Eighteen, and like he's always been a guy. Yeah, you know, and Mark's never had a chance to be a guy. He was going to be a guy in twenty twenty, and just it didn't it didn't happen for him. Yeah. Um, Jack, wh- who do you got? I was also going to go with Logan for basically all those reasons um he had the third most votes in the prediction contest with like almost 250 people voting in it for abu dhabi so that just shows that the people bought into him and i guarantee you likable guy yeah if if if, if i look back at but people thought it'd do well um but if i look back like 2019 2020 and stuff i guarantee you he probably low single digits if any votes at all so people bought into the hype and it's because he deserved it i mean just getting third at OCR worlds after that crazy travel, um, just putting himself in podium con- contention, a bunch of these races. He went out hot with Mark Gaudet in West Virginia. Didn't work out, but I still think he got like fourth or fifth. Um, it did not he, work out either. He yeah. took the lead. He was winning West Virginia for yeah. a lot of it. Like and then, deep, yeah, deep into it. Um, definitely. I think didn't he's work the out. deepest leader of West Virginia to never be a world champion. That's a that's a niche stat there, but I don't think we've ever seen someone lead after like mile it. four or five to not be on a world podium on top. That yeah. would be like what the what the footer comes the up and says. World, he's, he was on an OCR world, but yeah, yeah. Logan Broadbent, the first. That's a great accolade yeah. for him. Yeah, um, yeah. He, I think he, and it, his season didn't end the way that he wanted it to because he ran the Boston Marathon like six days before Big Bear, which is not a good recovery plan or taper plan. Um, and then just going to Abu Dhabi, I think that people just were surprised. He finished like 16th or so, 15, mm-hmm. 16th. Not bad, honestly, but I think he finished better in Tahoe before and just the elements got to him. He didn't have a good He was race. legitimately sick. I mean, everybody could say they were feeling on the weather, but he was actually like really not well. Yeah, <laughs> you take 16th yet, place but... at world championships and people are like, man, what happened? You yeah. know, you're a legitimate racer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on it. If you have Gaudet or Batris, who are fantastic racers, they strike fear into everyone around them on certain courses. Mm-hmm. Logan's a guy. It's any course, any time, any distance that you know you have a battle on your hands. Like if it's super technical or sloppy, you know you might get away from Gaudet or or Batris, or depending on the terrain or the type of obstacles. Logan, there's just, he has rounded it all out. There isn't a course where you look at him and think like, well, I got to, I know I can count on this being an easier day. It just doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. Except maybe sand in 90 degrees right now. <laughs> While he's sick. That's something, that's a good point. What I, what I was thinking, I was like, who would I, who would I line up next to and think I had to have a better shot against? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's, and like, I, I see Mark very similar the way that I see myself, like with a similar uh, strengths and weaknesses and Logan, he just has like, has the strengths and not, and not really any of the weaknesses. <laughs> if so, it's runnable and at all long, like Mark and Mark, Mark put fear in everyone's heart. 
Yeah. Yeah. But like if you put him in a stadium or in, let's say, a sloppy West Virginia or maybe Palmerton, you just think, eh, I have the advantage here. Yeah. I don't think Logan, outside of the top five guys in the world, would have the disadvantage against anyone else in the sport on any course. Yeah. Logan did DC Stadium. And I know that's not a major race, but he did two sets of burpees and still finished like 10 seconds behind Killian. It's hilarious. Like that, that <laughs> performance was just stupid. That's unheard of. Almost yeah. ran down Riker. I know. One podium. Yeah. I mean, one, one burp, one set of burpees. You're you're gone. You can still make a podium in a stadium. If yeah. you're a stud yeah. two is outrageous. No. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I do have a couple nominations for like international athletes. Um, they're still not going to get my vote, but I think Gregory Basilico, um, he'd kind of been floating in that like next pack, kind of like a Mark Batchers for a couple of years. He got eighth in one of the events in Greece trifecta a couple of years ago, beating Atkins in the process, beating Chris Brown and Aaron Newell. Um, and then his other finishers were like 20th and 15th or something. Um, so didn't have the, the great breakthrough, but this year he ended up um, winning a trifecta weekend in the, in the Netherlands gets fourth in Abu Dhabi was like second for most of, or for a good chunk of the race early on. Um, at least like the first hour or so. And then he ended up getting um, second in one of the French national series races. So good year for him. Finally broke through. He's a low 30 minute 10 K guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a matter of time till he does it. And then Luca Piscolderung, um, mm-hmm. if you look up him, he got second place in an Italian national series race and second place at European championships, ninth in the world, uh, won a couple of other ones, including a race in Morzine. So good, good season overall from him. If you're done showing off, you put your schwanz away. I would say that Chris Brown would have been my vote had he taken this the season with any amount of seriousness rather than doing his ultra pursuits and then running races after working for like 18 hour shifts and crazy things. Like he had the ability to be the breakout performer, Mm -hmm. but he just didn't put together the body of work. Yeah. Chris ended up running nine races and he had eight podiums. Nice. He's, he's, he's like that same skill set where you look and you go, I don't have a, advantage over this guy on any course anymore right like if he's fresh and shows up serious he's a problem yeah because you won't run the legs off the guy you're Mm -hmm. he's either gonna lose or he's not but you're not gonna break him Mm -hmm. and that's that's a scary prospect Mm -hmm. um how about some love for a a high rocks athlete dylan scott oh yeah dylan scott yeah he's gonna have a monster year next year he puts in so much volume a monster year or a monster burnout? One of the two. That's, <laughs> that's something's point. coming. And that's yeah. exciting to watch. Yeah. He, yeah. He is the ultimate currently one trick pony because every other type of competition he does makes me respect his high rocks performance more <laughs> because he doesn't have an outlier characteristic that moves the right. needle really anywhere else other than ability to put in work and hurt and grind and suffer and stay like it's he's all intangibles it all re- intangibles it really is crazy that he gets those type of results getting like third at the uh u.s championships in high rocks i think he was what six or seventh in the, uh, the world championships and yet it's like he's not that strong he's really not that fast no. he's not very big <laughs> he just does work and that that's a respect for the breaking out in terms of figuring out how to you need to train yourself and, and trying to push how far that that can go. Yeah. 
Yeah, defies logic. If he shows up to the OCR combine, no one signs him to a team. <laughs> and then he comes up off the waivers like Kurt Warner and smashes people. It's just like, it doesn't make any sense how he can do what he can do. And that makes me respect him more because you know he's just getting everything out of himself. But this is a field of studs. So we got to vote. Yeah. My um, vote's Logan. Same here. All right. Then mine doesn't matter. Do you have do you have a do you have an argument to that why it shouldn't I be really, Logan? I really don't. I think I think Mark got that or Logan. Those are that is it in the the world champion the ultra world championship is the argument. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a world I champion. I believe that Logan had a better head to head record against Goddad. Yeah, I mean I, I I think that that would be true. I wouldn't doubt that that and any body of work versus peak. Right. And then the two championship races that well the one championship race that they raced against each other, uh, Mark did finish in front of him at Abu yeah. Dhabi. So he was 14th, Logan was 16th. Um, but in their respective fields where, you know, Mark, maybe he's a specialist in ultra distance and Logan be more of an obstacle specialist. Mark did finish in a higher place in his specialty than what Logan would yeah. have at OCR world championships. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I still think we looked, we overlooked Josh Reedinger a little bit. But. He just didn't race enough. Yeah, he hung. Yeah, one, he was less than like thirty seconds behind Atkins and Kempson in some Bethel sprint, and then he got fourth in uh, Tahoe. But that's about it. I didn't, I didn't put him on my race, my best race yeah. performance. Josh Josh Reedinger should be on that. Yeah, busted up shoulder. Put I'm, I'm putting him on there. If we had moment of the year, that'd be up there for me. Totally. Yeah, captured on film. All right, so I'm out. I'm outvoted two to one, but it's all good. You voted against Torque. Unreal. They're both in Torque. But you voted against Torque. Huh? Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot <laughs> yeah. Godette's in Torque. Win-win. See, Tor- yeah. Torque's working. Okay? First Breakout artists. Yeah. <laughs> Breakout performers. Um, okay. So, on to... So, we did Rookie. Now, we're going to... No, move no, no. Women. Oh, yeah. But now, this, this, is, the, this is the hard this one. This is the big one. What does um, the acronym stand for? Torque? Too obscure to really qualify? What is it? <laughs> qualify with a C. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, the Obstacle Racing Collaboration. Uh, collaboration. That's Collab. what it is. Collab. Yeah. Um, okay. On too to obscure break. to really count. <laughs> that, that that was a better one. I thought it was T-O-R-Q this whole time. Torque. Like Torque the tanks? Those it. The torques are the tanks. The, the, tank. the, the deck of tanks. Trademark. Yeah. Who's up first? Bracken. You, you, you went first, Rich, on that one. I did. Yes. So bracket up. Breakout female of the year. Yep. This is impossible. How is it not Annie Dewey? How is it not? Yeah. At the same time, I mean, if you look at High Rocks and then Spartan Games and you look at even US National Series races, uh, it's just like. <sighs> I, there are too many people to give it to. That's the problem. We already how used our not, tie. You used our tie already, Bracken. So how is it not Chris Roglowski? Yep. <laughs> I mean, she has not done bad at anything. And she hasn't rested. She hasn't taken a playoff the entire year. Her and Dylan are racing to to that burnout mode. Yeah. Susan yeah. yeah he's doing it through training. And, and she's Katie doing Knight. it through outrageous race choices. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's doing a 200-mile race this upcoming year. Sometimes you just gotta go even further, two hundred. And Lauren Weeks, she's yeah. a she's a U.S. champion and a world champion, 
back to back world champs? Uh, yes, if you call that like the 2020 yeah, Germany one. Yeah. yeah. Set world, a world, world record holder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just she, she annihilated that world record. She's like in the 62s, right? Uh, I think 63 something. 60, okay. Because well, she deal. did some of it last year. I almost feel like she's still who she like she arrived last year to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to say that Lauren <laughs> You win it last year and we didn't give the award out. So I'm only not voting for you because someone has to lose. So I give it to you retroactively for 2020. Chris Roglowski, I wanted to give you rookie of the year because you feel like a rookie on the pro scene. Mm -hmm. And you deserve it. And you got world podiums and you got savage wins making it look easy. You have no weakness. You can run for 100 miles. You will never fail an obstacle. Deck a mile record holder. Deck a mile record holder. Like you, you might wind up on the Mount Rushmore at some point. And yet I have to give it to Annie Doobie because she was the second best female OCR athlete at the highest level of competition, which is Spartan race in the Mm -hmm. world from race one through basically the final race. She was just the clear cut second. And so I have to vote for Annie, but it's not that I'm not voting for the other girl. Like I want them all to walk away with hardware today, but I have to vote Annie. I just don't see how it could... I don't see how she could not win. I mean, the only are like Lauren weeks being such a Crystal Golaski has a massive range, right? She's kind of, that's the key night argument and that world. And, but also where she, but where she's finishing in this range, like in an, in a Spartan race, national series races, she's been, you know, what eighth to, yeah, 10th. I don't think Low she single digit or high single digits. High single digits, right? Yeah. And like, you know, being able to do these 100 milers, it's amazing. She does DECA. She's gotten a couple of podiums. DECA, she kind of get gets worked in high rocks. Um, OCR Worlds. OCR Worlds was her podium oh, yeah. finish. This was yep. a, a fantastic uh, finish for her. But Lauren has been able to be in the elite uh, level in across that much breadth of, uh, of competition. Like she has been what well, I think she was fifth or sixth in her best finish at this Barton uh, U S national series. I don't yeah, know where she finished uh, overall. Yeah. I don't know if she got a full series. In. I don't think she, she got like Utah for sure. And she was sixth or seventh. And then I think Asheville, West, Virginia, West Virginia was a tough yeah. one. I think she was like 10th or 12th. Yeah. Chris might beat her there, but just being so elite at high rocks, I think Lauren would be even in front of Chris. I think she did Tahoe as well. You got sixth or seventh there. <laughs> I think she was right. considering doing LA high rocks the next day, which is like, I would argue that she's thinking. finishing no worse than Hunter would finish in the men's field. If he did the series races as well. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. Agree. I think that's fair. That's fair. So Wait, to say that she's on Hunter level, how is that not breakout performer of the year? Yeah, I know. Two time wor- world champ. So anyway, she has to get it, but, but Annie, Annie has to get just it. Annie. I, yeah. I don't think you can't give it to Annie. Like she, just so clearly and just ascended the entire year yeah. too. It wasn't like she raced well in Utah <clears throat> and wavered. She had West Virginia where she ended up in fourth. And that was like her worst performance of the year. And just getting second at the world championships was just amazing. Right. Yeah. We waited uh, for each race to find out when she, we would find out her weakness, but she didn't show it. She just got better. Her weaknesses were even better than all the other girls' strengths. Other than Lindsay is, it's the nonsensical last, how consistent she was. Uh, yeah. I, I do think that Annie benefited a little bit with close finishes because there, uh, she ran burpee free basically every race. Lindsay tended to have something screw up 
Nicole was not there. Rebecca wasn't there. Alyssa was like, without quite, you get second in the world. She probably would have been right up there fighting for. There's only one person in that list that would have mattered. Yeah, Nicole. Nicole's the only other one that would have had. I think Rebecca, but yeah, yeah, but 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 Rebecca chose to leave. Yes, that wasn't getting lucky. She like retirement's (laughs) retirement. Yeah, no, no, I I I totally get. I'm just pointing out a couple things. I my vote goes to Annie, however, because last time that we saw her in in a full season in 2019. Um, she ended up getting seventh in Utah, ninth in West Virginia. Um, she DNF'd in Tahoe, um, and her first two career races in 2018, or two of her first three career races in 2018, she was in the age group division. Like she has leveled up so much and just second in the world at the end of the day and second, basically all year. I don't know how you can go against that. And if we're looking at it from a most improved, right? Like I feel like Lauren Weeks kind of came in here, kind of what you were you saying. You knew what she was right? at. And yeah. Like she had she... a fourth place at TMX in 2017, the world championship there. Yeah. And she already had a world title to her name in High Rocks. She won OCR four. stars. Yeah. yeah. One High Rocks. Like yeah. she's already kicking butt. She's added the Spartan on top. Yes. Of so she receives a check from me in the mail for winning this award last year. Okay. Yeah. That'll help me sleep tonight. 2020, she would have got the vote. But this year it's Annie Doobie. 2021, Annie Doobie year. Annie Doobie. All right. That is a that's a really tough argument though, because you can easily go with either one of those. And love to see it, right? Like we love this, and hopefully next even, year, even even Emma, sneak. you could you could make an argument for her. But I think you know, now she got she, rookie. She tied for the rookie. I mean, uh, Ichiro won MVP and rookie in the same season. We're not talking MVP. We're talking rookie and breakout. Can't break out if you're yeah, breakout is just a non rookie yeah, yeah, yeah. rookie of the year. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice job. Chris, nice. Chris might win next year. She could. She could very she well. She ups win her, her Spartan game. She wins next year. If if we had a best range, I think I'd give my vote to, to Chris. I'd still get Lindsay. <laughs> we forget how good she is at everything. Yeah, I know. She hasn't she hasn't really stepped out though. Not not that she wouldn't do well, but Spartan games. Chris is just the only one willing to do it. That's, <laughs> like, that's a good point. That's yeah, more of it. It's like, just, I don't care. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And with the Spartan, uh, I don't know if you guys do know the outcome of Spartan games. I haven't really looked at it. I don't really care. Yeah, same um, here. Would it factor into this, you think? Or is that a game show? That's that's a game show. That's a game I show, think it right? factors in, but it only strengthens arguments. Hmm. I know who won both sides. I know the podium. And it wouldn't have changed any of our arguments. It only adds to them. Okay. 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 That wasn't a that, that was a flex, but I didn't mean it that way. Just saying, like knowing what happened, it doesn't change it. You're supposed to be completely cut out from the circle, and you somehow know the Spartan from Spartan corporate. But I still oh, got, got my my, my fingers in the got your little birds, yeah, yeah, little, little birdies around. All right, so we're gonna move on to best race performance. Should we we could st- I was thinking this we co-ed, but we can split this into we'll split. we'll split it men's and women's. Yeah, I think yeah, I enough. think we've been doing that all year. I think there's enough. Um, Okay, so we will start with what did we just do? We just did. Women's I almost want to do ultra and non-ultra. Um, we shouldn't, but we shouldn't. Every yeah. ultra championship was a spectacular performance that deserves mm-hmm. recognition. It's gonna be fun to argue. It's gonna be fun to yes, talk about. It's gonna be fun to talk about who, why, why what deserves. So we're on to the men. Who's up? Jack's Jeff? kicking it off. Uh, me. Crap, I, I had my women's one ready. Um, best best race performance has got to be VJ overtaking Atkins at the end of Big Bear. That that to me was just that finish 
it, it had so much on the line. Just came down to who wanted to do the bucket faster and get through that barbed wire after a, a brutal race and a brutal season. And I mean, that that raised. Do you? I'm, I, I, I'm going to interrupt you because I hear yeah. this a lot in sports. Do you actually think the bucket came down to who wanted it more? No, it was bad terminology. They okay. both wanted it. Yeah. Um, who was willing to hurt more in that moment? And you I think, think the, it was? You think Ryan was less willing to hurt? I think just strategically the way that it played out. Okay. Or do you think he was trash? Who could perform better in that moment, regardless I'll of pain that. or desire to win? There you go. Okay. When, when broken down, whose body was able to break down? I would just hate to point. speculate on the mental yeah. toughness yeah, of yeah, Ryan yeah. Atkins. I, I don't. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't go against Atkins' mental mental ability anytime, no matter what. Um, I, I hear you on that, but yeah, I think that VJ just that moved him up an echelon in a in a lot of people's eyes who just weren't willing to accept it yet. And to me, that was the the best performance, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Last race of the year, last essentially obstacles of the year in the U.S. National Series race gave him the title. Probably the best viewership, the best, yeah. uh, the moment for the viewer that we've had this year, at least um, maybe ever. I don't know. I'm not, you, you guys are the historians about that, but has there ever been a, a more compelling race finish? Oh, that's Sergey versus Peter Ziska a couple years ago. Yeah. That we all remember. No, it's, it, it got <laughs> floated around by Spartan and even in like the U S uh, social media. I'll send it to you after. I probably I just saw. I probably just whenever, whenever I see stuff like that, I just yeah. think it's like some yeah. open waivers. I don't know who they are. Yeah, they're just sprinting for the line. Bracken's like they're European. They don't count. Quote no, Bracken. I. Yeah. I mean, I've raced both those guys, so I have I have a lot of respect for him. I know the 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 finish you're talking about, where Sergey yeah. made a crazy close, and then his rig was like just 50 meters explosive. down in the last hundred, and he made it through the rig yeah. plus spear quicker than Ziska made it through the rings. It was like just stupid. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, this is VJ. Okay. Rich. Who's, I'm up. Yeah. I'm going to have Atkins race at Abu Dhabi. Taking it out from the gun, going against two of the top racers in the world, uh, like historically and currently. We've got an Al- taking out Albin, taking out Sergey, and hanging on wire to wire and still being able to close and finish off the, some of those two, two of the toughest athletes when it mattered the most. Uh, really gutsy performance. I mean, was so happy to see it and just to be able to do it on unknown terrain and just to be able to deliver uh, the way that we always hope that he can deliver. I'm going with Atkins. Both of those to me should not be argued against, but I'm going to, <laughs> I see those as moment of the year. Hmm. They were fantastic moments that will go down in history, but in terms of performance, neither person was even winning with less than five minutes to go in the race hmm. in a non-tactical race. Like if that was performance of the year, that would mean that the person they just narrowly beat had the second best performance of the year. I see. I see what you're saying. So moment of the year, Atkins winning his final, uh, finally winning a world championship is like put it in a time capsule. And VJ Jones getting the monkey off his back against the one guy who everyone says will always own him. Like put that in a time capsule. They are the most, two of the most momentous moments I've ever witnessed. But in terms of just a performance, 
Mark Botris put on one of the best performances the history of the sport has ever seen. He set a world cha- uh, he set a record at a world championship event that has had champions who are the best of all time. What we call did he he never did a world's toughest, correct? No. Never. Outside of him, every world champion at Spartan and Moat other either. than Moat, the best of the best on Mount Rushmore, other than those two, have all done that race. And he beat them all. And he did it with a crazy style of racing that he just never broke from. It was the most dominating performance of the year. And I don't think it was close. The only other more impressive performance I watched was Gaudette and um, Tyler Bierman, their performance at Breckenridge. But there's no history of performances there to gauge it against. Mm -hmm. And there was no depth of field there. Mm Mm-hmm. They didn't race any other world champions. They raced but each the, other. Yeah. Yeah. But and, the and they hardly they, raced each other. Really, they were they really worked together. It was inspiring to watch, but mm-hmm. if we take out moments, I I just can't find a better male performance than what Mark did for 24 straight hours in Las Vegas. Laughlin, but yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I will say that. You had just as many 100-mile finishers this year as in the history of the race. Uh, and I'm just doing devil's advocate. That yeah, made, yeah, it that, was the fastest condition course ever. Yeah, so that does take away a little bit. Maybe it doesn't get him the record if he was in the same shape in Las Vegas a few years ago. But I do agree. Like, domination-wise, never slowed down. Sets the all-time record. Everyone else, you know, who you think of as the greatest in endurance had never touched that mark. So... That, that's a pretty dang good performance. The, yeah, the wire to wire and like the semantics of like the entire performance and like the race in its entirety. I, I, it's hard to disagree, but just being able to see two of the top athletes in the sport on the course at the same time, which we really didn't get much of a chance to see this year, just how everything kind of played out. We did get to see that with VJ and Atkins and big bear. And the way that he was able to really hang it after coming after VJ coming off of OCR world championship 15 K and then really being able to put together a really good, solid race plan and to stick to it. That was my, that was my race performance of the year. Okay. Yeah. Jack, are you going to vote for mine or do I have to split the tie? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to vote for yours. I'm going to go with Rich with VJ. Okay. Cause I was going to switch to Ryan. <laughs> if, no one's gonna vote, if no one's gonna go go yeah. vote for Botris, yeah. I think that VJ saved his season narrative and Ryan Atkins saved his career narrative. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm gonna be the odd man out. I'm gonna vote Atkins and say that was the performance of the year. And I'm not disappointed that VJ won either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the way that he did it in Abu Dhabi against John Albin, right? Who's like this seems to be unbeatable. Just yeah, took it right to yeah. him. They Don't both had the same narrative. Into the lead twenty minutes before the finish. So like, yeah. was it going to be another second place? He had to decide. VJ and Ryan had the same narrative for different reasons, but VJ's was in a as a a low twenty year old athlete, and Atkins was as I may have hit my peak in the sport, and I just can't get the world championship which is the single greatest argument that they use against quarterbacks and NBA players. Like you never got that. Like it was the most meaningful win I've ever seen. So I'm voting him. I may have changed my mind. I may have changed my mind now. (laughs) I think I'm happier that Atkins won it 
than VJ winning that title as as much as I liked seeing VJ win it because I, I do hang out with them and like yeah. that that meant a lot for his narrative. I think that VJ's narrative is a couple years old. Atkins has been going back to, since 2014, and just to see him finally have that moment that that was more meaningful in the grand the, scheme of things. The VJ race was more exciting to watch. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. That's and the if thing. it were a beast, I would call it more meaningful. But he still wouldn't have gone to Abu Dhabi as a top five pick. I don't, I, yeah. I still feel right. like the Atkins versus VJ, it, it felt like, you know, 20 seconds left, some team just recovered an onside kick and, you know, they're on the 20 yard line. It's like they've got to get the score though. And VJ had to get that score and yeah. he made it happen. Like that, that to me was kind of how it looks. And I don't think it solved anything. Ryan's performance solved something historic. VJ's didn't solve anything. It gave one in his column, but it didn't end a conversation or a battle between them. So certainly helped it. But I, I think if I look back and I, this would be one that I would regret not voting for Atkins. I feel like I feel like, I feel like an idiot later. Yeah. So I'm voting for Atkins. I'm fine giving it to Atkins. I, I think we VJ all switched our votes. Argument, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack switched to yours. I switched to Jack's. Yeah. The checks in the mail. Yeah. Jack's in the mail. Yep. So, All right. so it's it's Ryan Atkins wins it performance of the year. I think he did. Yes. Wow, yes. what a day! What Historical a day significance. Um, more seconds for him. All right, on to the women's side. Uh, who's up? Uh, I started with VJ. So you're up, Rich. Me. I'm oh, Rich. Rich, yeah. I'm up. Um, I'm gonna put it out there for for Katie Knight again for her world's toughest win. Hmm. You know, just a couple of weeks off of uh, Telluride and just really winning in dominating fashion. And, and it wasn't a light field with former world champ Amelia Boone, uh, two times uh, second place finisher Aaron Ross in the field. It was really a good field of experienced racers at that distance. And like Katie just kind of like won from the beginning. Yeah. It, it was just relentless, <laughs> like with, almost without without a problem. So, and with a great preparation plan, like Bracken outlined earlier, apparently she did four and a half weeks of Bracken's plan, decided that it was, no she may good. not have even, <laughs> she yeah. barely did that. Yeah. She might not have done a single one of my workouts. Oh, yeah. She might not have. Right. She's like, ah, to be very, very clear. I am taking 0% credit. I'm showing how she did her own thing from the start. She bet on her and it paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get that. Okay, good. I don't want it to come up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I wrote her a plan, and she won worlds. No. Put that on your resume. It's like rookie of the year nominee. <laughs> yeah, coach of Katie Knight. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, really unbelievable. And even for her to hang on to after a demoralizing finish at the Spartan World Champs to come back and, and really have one of the most prestigious wins in the sport as a rookie. Yeah. Pretty good. <sighs> I mean. I'd argue against my own Mark Botcher's argument, which is she put on a performance and she smoked people like that was a performance, but I'm going to give it to Lauren Weeks. Mm -hmm. Lauren was the reigning world champion, her first ever championship. She just got the taste of it. They were saying she is the hunter. She is untouchable. She's so raw. She has so much room to improve in her very next competition down in Texas. She got smashed. Mm Mm-hmm. Just it, they, she, she got it taken to her and you realize like, up, oh, it's 
this is the females side of the sport. We know there's just constant turnover because there is no hunter over there. And she came back the next race and just took it right back one and set a world record to do it. So that was my performance of the year. She, she ended the debate. If her first world championship was legitimate or not, she broke a world record while doing it and did uh, what I think is the hardest thing is to get knocked off the pedestal and stomp right back on and just put all those self doubts aside. So Katie's was outstanding, but Lauren's was weightier to me. Yeah. I mean, cause she, she came back that it was almost like uh the rubber match, right? Like Rachel beat her in Dallas. I think Lauren beat her in Chicago. And then the world was kind of like this big buildup and Lauren left. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. 63 something is just insane. It was equally as dominating as Katie's, but it came after just getting beat and being doubted. And it was a world record. Mm-hmm. The world record part. Katie's sure. part of coming off of Spartan 24 hour makes that performance even weightier as well. But Lauren has to win something today. She has to. <laughs> We're talking so I'm, about voting, I'm voting for Lauren. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so, sorry to burst your bubble, Bracken, but I don't think Lauren's going to win this one. Uh, the answer is Nicole Miracle in Jacksonville. She finished fifth overall, if you combine both genders on that course. Here are some of the names that she beat on the men's side. Ryan Kempson won a U.S. National Series race before. Josiah Middaw, second place at a world championship before. Erroneous. Okay. Erroneous. So, okay. There if you don't want to count that. No, because Hobie. every man spent minutes fighting with the tire. Okay. The and tire then has doing to be burpees. accounted for. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't. I, if they... I, I, I will agree on that, but it was the now, greatest. Her performance thing. was great, but it is not an apples to apples comparison that she beat the men because they're doing a way bigger weight. They spent time on it and then did burpees where she got a free run through the course. It's disproportionate yes. that tire. No. For men and women, so, there. so I have another thing that I was going to bring up because I knew you guys weren't going to like that because of the burpee argument. Um, she was only seven points or uh, seven point six percent slower than VJ Jones, who was the winner of the race. VJ didn't took have issues. over a minute almost to get his tire. Okay, it's the same argument, regardless. Nicole, she VJ has VJ dug a trench and, and okay. did a wardrobe let, change let me, in let order to flip his bracket. tire. Let me finish this, <laughs> Nicole. Also, her. If you're looking at percent faster than second place, Nicole has she set the fastest uh, ever 9.1 percent faster than second place. She also has the the top three marks in that ever at a U.S. National Series race. Um, she did it in 2019 Jacksonville and 29 Tahoe. It's um, only dulls doing it again. It's what? It only dulls doing it again. Yeah, that's not an outlier performance if you are already well, first and second. Bo- bottom line. We're, we're talking the best performance. That is the best single performance. Nobody stood a chance remotely. I mean, what, what did Katie Knight get? She got 85 miles. Second place got 80. She didn't really beat him by that much. Who she beat? She beat a world champ. Who did Lauren beat? A world champ. Who did who did Nicole beat? Miriam. She ended up getting second during that race. Miriam uh, has grandchildren. Miriam Mar- <laughs> has no children. Um, and she ended up Miriam's beating- old enough to race Masters. So is Ryan Woods. Yeah. She, I don't see how that. Anyway, in. clearly Bracken doesn't like the fact that uh, that his pick is not is not uh, who I agree with. But I'm going with Nicole Miracle. It's a shame she got injured. She was on pace, in my opinion, to just destroy this season, no matter how it turned out for Lindsay. Um, just think she got hurt, but that race was just absurd. 
regardless of taking out a, a backhoe and then flipping the tire like you think DJ did or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I get what you're saying and how it compares in like the dominate the the dominant fashion of it. You've got a decade of major races and no one has ever done that. It's just world Every championship, single. world championship season opener, season out of full field. It's flat course. In our yeah, first race after a world championship. Course. Yeah. What? But it, that's it, like saying week one of the the NFL season is the first game after the Super Bowl, so it counts more. No. It, it, this is there are five big races throughout the U.S. season in the U.S. or six. You said first race after a world championship. Yeah, most people are still pretty similar to how they were last year, so it's not like she didn't take anybody. You mean down. after taking your off season? Okay, all right, Bracken. Rich, you're going to decide on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Lauren Weeks on this. <laughs> and Jack, I want to tell you. Yep. You're right. I am. It was so dominant. And I am making every argument for the sake of arguing every single one of these athletes. I want them to win. Yeah. Nicole is maybe the most freakish OCR runner we've ever seen. I've never seen someone who can run every single terrain as fast as she can. I thought it was Hobie. I thought he was the best terrain runner I've ever seen, but it might be Nicole. She's a little hesitant on downhills. Lindsay has an edge on her there, Mm -hmm. but she could still run them. That's and to your to your point, I was in Jacksonville this year, and I tore my calf a mile in, and so I turned and I had to hobble the mile back to the start, and I got yeah. to watch the women come through, and I saw the leaders come through this gap, and I was like, oh, there's kind of a pack, and I looked ahead, like and she was like 400 meters out in front, running over the stuff I was just fighting through, but it looked like she was running off the course on the side in the firm grass. It was freakish how she was running through that swamp, so... You're right. She is outstanding, but the race didn't win a world title and the other two contenders in this one did. I, th- yeah. I thought this was most outstanding performance. It is. That was what we were debating. That's performance, not world championship performance, just performance. But if all three are fantastic. Will Chamberlain scores 100 points in a game and he doesn't do it in the in the NBA finals. Is that the best performance? Well, first of all, that number is still debated. If it Yes, was I know. I'm just arguing that. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Adrian, Adrian Peterson gets 295 yards in a regular season game, but he doesn't make the world championship. Is that the best performance of the game? But or if someone did something similar in the Super Bowl of, of, of even lesser, I would probably Kobe, get to the Super Bowl. Kobe's 81 against the Raptors during the middle of the season. Is that a pretty dang impressive? David overall? Tyree's catch, does it go down in the annals of history if it I don't was like in talking week about three? That. <laughs> I like it. Um... Whose catch was better, Odell's catch or David Tyree's catch? Oh, Pure catch. Odell. Odell's. Whose catch would go down in a rank of the most outstanding performances ever? Who would hit higher in the list, Odell or, or Tyree? Yeah, probably Tyree. And there's only one reason why. It's because the Odell. moment was legendary. Bigger. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's it's Nicole, but you guys can can mail her her check. I'm, I don't want to sign this check. You can you can go and give it to Lauren. As check amazing in the as Lauren was, the answer is Nicole. All right. What was On, the gap actually? And I'm truly curious between Lauren and second place and Lauren and the men. For what? For, for that high for rocks world. world. For she world was 63. Um, I think Tobias was 59 something. What place um, would she have taken in the men's and what was the gaps? I'm curious following that. Magita, Magita was 63. He would have been, she would have been like fifth. She would have been the fifth man, which tracks. And oh. what was her margin of victory? I don't know. I got to look it up. It, it probably wasn't as by as much. 
yeah. as um, as Nicole's because that was just kind of crazy. Yeah. But I, I would have voted for Nicole had Lauren not won anything. <laughs> she was just <laughs> shut out and she needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lauren's on the board. Check is in the mail. What are we on to next? Are we on the biggest upset? Do we want to do – I only have – I had a hard time on the I've, women's end I've for got this. The, the easy one for the men. Um, okay. Th- this is the hardest one for me to choose. Are you first women. or am I first? I think Bracken's first. Bracken's number one, yeah. Logan Broadbent. <laughs> All right. He's taking out VJ Jones. VJ Jones's biggest margin of non-victory on the year. Mm-hmm. The only person to beat VJ – throughout the entire season twice. But in this one instance, no one even considered the possibility that VJ wouldn't go in there and win. And Logan spanked him. Worked him. The man who we said had the season, the best season in the sport. VJ Jones, performer of the year. What did we give him? Most outstanding performer. He got the Hobie Call Award. And he, so the best person in the entire sport Got beat by seven minutes, I believe, in yeah. a nine nine mile race. Yes, over a yeah. minute per mile slower. <laughs> I mean, if that's not the upset of the year, I don't know what is. Yeah, it it, it was shocking, especially you'd think, okay, maybe it happens at a national. Series. This is a local race, just a casual one. anybody Anybody with talent, you sh- or you know, you're one of the best in the world. You have a world title to your name. You show up to any local race, you should win, and losing by what? nine minutes, like you said, or whatever. That's crazy. You can't just walk into Ohio and think it's going to be an easy time. Logan Broadbent <laughs> will make sure nope. that it is a hard that, fought battle. Not on his hard. watch. No that chance. Hard to, not in Ohio. That's hard to argue against, honestly. Super ups. And since it happened twice at, at the OCR Worlds being the second time, that, that was very surprising. However, I think the biggest upset perhaps in the history of OCR slash hybrid I didn't think the man was beatable. Hunter McIntyre not even making the podium at High Rocks World Championship. Not never mind not winning, not making the podium yeah. in a race where he wasn't injured, he just fell apart. That to me, I, I you couldn't have guessed that. That would have been hundred thousand to one odds, and you wouldn't have had a single person do it. That was my second choice, and had to- no, Toby's performance might be performance of the year, honestly, yeah. but. Had Hunter taken second, I would have counted it. But what do we give everyone performance? Of, everyone gets upset of the year that beat Hunter? Yeah. It's like the day uh, Hobie took ninth, I think, at an Atlas race. Is it really upset of the year if eight of us got him? Yeah. I forgot it, that Hunter didn't get podium. second. I forgot that that after he didn't third. He didn't no, get third. Fourth. I thought Tobias yeah. beat him. Tobias Lutvin. We've we'll, we'll got to give him the full, full name. Lutvin. Yeah. Um but he took it to him. The reason totally Hunter, true. the reason Hunter got fourth is because Tobias kind of broke him. Even you know, they were that, they that were like together at Burby Broad right? Jumps. Uh, yeah. Burby Broad Jumps is where it really was like, oh, Hunter's not going to pull away from yeah. this, and but Hunter's kind of dragging is, himself like, off the ground. Hunter usually annihilates people on the sleds, and he's like, "Crap, I didn't get a, I didn't get a rest here, or so, you know, appear as if you're resting." Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what I would give Tobias this win instead of like, oh, he got fourth. So does everybody get the biggest upset? I don't think if Tobias wasn't there, I think Hunter still would win. Like, I don't think the other two guys catch him. Yeah. If Tobias didn't put the pressure on and Hunter had to, you know, maybe burn a couple extra matches way sooner than he wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's hard to say. And that's why it sucks. Like, was it a bad day or did Tobias make it a bad day? Toby I mean, was on the podium the year before, so it's not like he wasn't a world threat. Hunter knew it heading into it. He's but my I mean, non-American performance of the year is Toby. Mm-hmm. The thing with High Rocks is that it is it is time-based, right? And like the course itself was – sometimes they could be slower than others. The American course seemed to be a little bit slower because of the sleds like we were talking about and you know the way the, the format's laid out. But Lauren Weeks set the world record there, and Hunter ran – five minutes slower than his fastest and and tobias ran didn't like, pr right yeah. and tobias ran like two minutes slower than what even hunter's Best uh, one, yeah. world record is i think it was more of a bad day for hunter i don't think he was prepared for that day yeah i think it he, would be loss of the year i don't think it's upset of the year that's i know i, I wanted I, to be upset hunter not getting top three that's an upset that might be disappointment that is so improbable yeah but it is it is it is it absolutely is, but we'd have to give it to all three guys. I think the moment is the, the the statement, Hunter not on the podium at High Rocks World Championship in a sport that he was so dominant in. Like, I remember, we I, I forget who I had the conversation. It might have been Dave, but it was like, he will not lose until he decides not to train for it anymore. That's what everybody thought, and he did it for three years in a row. It was like, no, or yeah. four, I guess, but... That, that pass was... and the bucket pass were the two craziest race moves of the year to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, that, I, but I think that was the case. I don't think Hunter did prepare for, I think he chose not to train for this and <laughs> just showed up. Yeah. I mean, it, Atkins had gone to eco challenge and stuff and uh, he, yeah. yes, he was, that counts as training, but he wasn't all in on, tahoe but he still gets second there like you'd expect no matter how out of shape hunter is that he still just has that ability to just at worst get second it showed how significant the sled is in this competition yeah where if you take away that massive swing right there suddenly it's a little more level and i understand there's a hole in my argument jack yeah i argued against nicole because it's week one who cares yeah compared to world championship logan it's a podunk little, I mean, Indian mud run is an awesome race, but in the scope of the, the championship season, it's a little, it's a little it's a local race. regional local race. Yeah. So I understand that I'm arguing the exact opposite and there's the hole in that. And that the moment of being upset truly matters. I understand that. Yeah. It's just the circumstances around Tobias's win and just all the other things. It wasn't that he raced out of his mind. He just didn't back down on a day where Hunter didn't have it. He actually didn't do anything different than usual. Right. Right. What about other than um, win a world title? Other than win a world title. And beat the greatest ever to do his sport. Would you call the VJ victories over Atkins at Big Bear an upset or like over, like, what about VJ's win at Hildervat? Another Hildervat shout. Is that an upset? No, I thought he was going to win hands down, flat course, fast. I thought Kempson would have been a little bit more in the running, but. Normal yeah. Kempson. It's what about Kempson over VJ at, uh, or VJ? This is the same kind of argument with VJ and Hunter at the 15K. How, how about how about uh, my boy Igor coming over and getting two podiums from Russia at OCR Worlds? I don't think too many people expected that. Unexpected, yeah, yes, but who did he upset? Yeah, right. I, I know. I'm just trying to give extra ammo. 
Yeah. Yeah. The only other one that came to mind on the women's end was that didn't necessarily seem like an upset. It seems like an upset now, but in the moment it, it was explainable was, was Rachel Schreiber now Vonderack over uh, Lauren weeks in yeah. Dallas. Oh, so I, I thought we were sticking this to men only. Uh, I don't have, I don't okay. have so any other upsets my, on the women's, side. women's upset pick that I, that I wrote down. Look, let's, let's wrap up the men then. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I jumped. Sorry. I jumped. I didn't know if we we're doing code or not. Um, all right, we got we got to vote. Rich, who Rich, did you say? Yeah, uh, I was just pitching those other ones. Is what I had like the VJ over Atkins and the two different ones. Like I thought, I like Ryland over the fields at Utah was pretty good. Um, yeah. But I think after talking it out, I think Logan's because he was the only one who beat VJ. I wanted it to be with Tobias. That was the first one I wrote down. This first thing that came to my head. But after talking it out, it's like. Because Hunter just didn't race well. Maybe VJ didn't race well, but I don't know. There's no other guys in there. I'm gonna go Logan. Surprise. I think that your vote right there was the upset. Jack, I'm gonna upset. throw it to you. I'm gonna say <laughs> Tobias. Oh, you, okay, so you switched. You, you're just taking devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I want to be clear. That's what we're doing over again. Yeah, of course. Nothing I say is to be taken seriously by any yeah. athlete unless it's a compliment. Because if I say something negative, I don't believe it. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Jack's um, Jack's over there tallying who's winning the arguments, and at the end, he's going to be like, "Oh, turns out I won this." So I yeah. didn't say Toby because. I wasn't doing overseas athletes for any of these. <laughs> so the yes. North American performance upset of the year was Logan, but Tobias's was historic where yeah. Logan's is going to be forgotten by anyone outside of Ohio and VJ <laughs> in a couple months. Yeah. Right. It's going to be that crazy, that crazy thing that happened at one time. Like, Oh yeah. yeah who won this yeah. race last year? It's like, Oh, I think Logan did. Might yeah. not even know. They might not even know. Logan will be went. telling that story on his rocking chair someday, but people yep. are going to be talking about Hunter's loss for a long time. Throwing boomerangs <laughs> on his rocking, on his rocking chair. Yeah. All right, knocking squirrels off his bird feeder. Checks in the mail. <laughs> yep. uh, on the women's side, I put mine out there: Rachel Vondrak over Lauren at High Rocks Dallas Invite. Uh, Lauren was the reigning world champ at the time and had since become two-time world champ and world record holder. But in the moment, it was like wow. And Rachel was also doing the CrossFit semifinals the day before it or or, yeah yeah, quarterfinals i get that all screwed up uh so she'd done like some nasty lower body intensive crossfit workout the day before which she then did qualify into the semifinals and almost made the games she's really good at crossfit Mm -hmm. um so that's why it's like and but rachel hasn't beaten lauren since so that that's what i'm putting out there yeah bracken who you going with I'm going to say COVID. COVID upset that it decimated the female field getting over to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. We had world championships and world champions and world contenders upset by the inability to even get there. So I'm giving COVID the upset of the year on the female side. I think it ruined potentially the greatest world championship, like five way battle we've ever seen. But if I have to be serious, Rachel. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm not voting for COVID. You're going to have to do a great job freaking making this argument because I ain't voting for COVID. I, it was just such, it was so upsetting <laughs> to yeah. not see Susanna and Miriam and Esther. Esther, even some of the people that weren't contenders, but just good athletes not be able to get over there. It was so upsetting. Yeah. But yeah, Rachel out of nowhere, having done CrossFit the day morning of and day before. Something like that. 
I think just day uh, before, but either way. I think Hyrox was... was workout two of the day, I thought. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I just, I can't even, I can't fathom that. It's like upset slash shock slash performance of the year all rolled up into one. And when that happened, it was like, who else is out there? It's like this person just kind of came out of a CrossFit gym. I I know more about her now, mm-hmm. and she essentially trains like a professional athlete. But at the time, I was like, oh my god, is there a, is this huge market of freak athletes that we don't know anything about that are all in this other area? Yeah, um, and it might be. But and I, and I I guess I'll add on to the men's debate the fact that Dylan Scott's upset over Magida both times where it was mm-hmm. uh. Magida's the only challenger, the only contender to the throne, and Dylan comes in. Like, he wouldn't get it, but the fact that he put out that argument so quickly was outrageous, and it shows how good OCR is at the top of the sport that all of our upsets are coming from High Rocks. Right. We didn't, <laughs> right. We didn't have an upset on the woman's side in OCR that I can think about, unless, Jack, you have something. Jack, you got one? Well, mine was kind of similar thinking as yours, Bracken. It was uh, just the North American performance uh, or mainly U S women performance in Abu Dhabi. Um, If you look historically at Tahoe from 2015 to 2019, all those, the fifth best American or or North American woman on average finished in 6.2 place. So they basically took five of the top six spots on average every single year in Abu Dhabi or in uh, Tahoe for all five years that they were there. The fifth best international athlete historically at Tahoe all five years was 35th place. So super North American dominant. You go to Abu Dhabi and the fifth best finisher on the women's side was in ninth place for the rest of the world. And North America, it was 11th place. So it was just a total flip-flop right there. You take out a couple of Canadians and you're just looking at the U.S. field. You've got Annie in second, Casey 11, Alex Walker 15, Ashley Heller in 17. You, you've got to go down a long ways to find uh, – how well the, the U S athletes did. But as you mentioned, Bracken, it kind of was a result of COVID. Do I think necessarily that the athletes who were, or the U S athletes who participated this year, who weren't able to go might've done better. I don't know. I think that if Nicole and Rebecca, um, a couple of the other mainstream names had been able to go who they just weren't participating all year, then it would have shaken things up a little bit. But I think that, um, just the upset was just how how much the international field just kind of destroyed the the main faces that we're used to seeing in the U.S. and North America. Yeah. So yeah. Was, what's your submission? Just basically how U.S. women did. He voted for COVID Abu too. Abu yeah, voted for COVID. <laughs> using COVID, but no, it's, yeah. So Rachel gets it. Rachel gets it. Not voted right. for COVID. Right. Russia, Russia got no love here, but in the international stage, Russia might get performance of the year for Spartan Worlds. I meant I mentioned Igor last last performance, but or upset. I mean, it didn't get a serious submission. Yeah. Then they yeah. won the team. Spartan team. France. Oh, France did. They were second. Yeah. I think. Russia was second. R- Russia. You've got Alyssa Petrova in third. Uh, Natalia Studenikina in sixth. Um. Sergei Anastasia Makina, she was up there. Um, she was 16th. There, there was another another one somewhere in there. But I, yeah, you, you've got some solid Russian performances, and there were a couple on the men's side who one of them got COVID and couldn't travel like the week before. So, COVID again. There's your upset. Who does it again? Yep. Rachel wins. Rachel wins. Check out right. Rachel. All right. So this is a best OCR brand. 
Brand of the year. Brand of the year. We'll give it out to him. Uh, who's I went first last time? Yes. Yeah. Bracken, you're up. For me, I would say the biggest mover was Athletic Brewing. Hmm. And they've expanded outside of OCR now. I would have given it to VJ, but they've been here. And they didn't get a few of their updated models out this year. Mm. We got the Spark. We got the Ultra, but we didn't get the Extreme 2. We've seen no IROC update. So I think last year VJ would have won. But this year, I'm going to give it to Athletic Brewing. They're everywhere now. They were seeing real commercials from them, but they started, they went all in on OCR and some other small ones. And now they're an international brand. Dude, they're in bars. It's yeah. awesome. They're legit. I, if that, I, I've gotten it out at bar. It's like fucking seven bucks for one. <laughs> it's like as much as a real beer. I'm like, fine. No. But <laughs> that, that to me, it's like they don't have the alcohol and they change to the same, the, they charge you the same amount. That's like ordering a burger. You're like, I don't want onions on it, but we're going to charge you the same amount. It's like you gave me less of the product. It's an impossible burger, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> They're not cheap. Yeah, yeah that's true. Cost right. more. It's like organic. It costs more to use less. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Maybe. sorry, Rich. Whatever. I think it's more of the bars just jacking up the price. Like, yeah, these people will pay true. anything. And, and they're right. I agree, Bracken. I think that I really, I ride with Athletic Brewing. I have it in the house. I think it's a great product in terms of helping athletes participate in like social functions. And they do a really good job with that. It is a little annoying how much people post about them. Every time I drink an Athletic Brew, I'm like, oh man, I need to post about this. Even though like... <laughs> I definitely don't, <laughs> and, and I never do. But I think you're doing the Lord's work, balancing the equation out. I think that needs to be done. I was like, no, this people just need to drink this to not put on it's on Instagram, and that's what I'm going to do, and that's what I will continue to do. Not yeah. sponsored, but I, I am I, a brand ambassador. <laughs> I am I, a brand ambassador. For I did a beer mile with Athletic Brewing versus a real beer mile, and I went slower with Athletic Brewing. I think it's harder because of the can, but mm. bottom line, didn't have the extra. <laughs> yeah the uh yeah. i saw some i saw some guy chugging a beer the other day this was on instagram or something like that and he swirled it yeah and it's I saw got that like one. that vortex going down whoa. I was like, whoa that was a great idea That's pretty legit yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think it's hard to argue against that the only one that i could think of in terms of new is that uh i think it's called the sapien patch that atkins used oh um, give me a break gl- glucose monitor i don't it, oh. it's just a glorified glucose monitor but that's the that's the new product. VJ's been around. I'm I'm talking like stuff I didn't see before 2021. I will give like, that award for most overpriced, non-useful product of the year because it's only after data. It's, it's not, not real live. Time. Yeah. It doesn't it's give you like, oh, you're dropping. You better fuel. Like it only tells you after, and you have to remember. And what it's happened. not constant. It's like a GPS, uh, as far as I can understand it. It's like GPS on Ultra Track, where it's taking snapshots throughout. And then hmm. using nodes to to pinpoint where, you know, here's your approximate path, basically. We can get into this on a future episode. I actually have a, a guy I used to work with who just wrote something in uh, on Slack with the team that I coach, uh, a real good breakdown of it. But it's basically like, guys, it's not there yet. It's way overpriced. You're better off doing hmm. blank. The there's i I'm just going to start. I'm going to try out a competitor. And I don't think... Simple something super sapiens, it's not available domestically in an international. It's like you're at Mito Q or something. No, I there's a uh competitor, it's called Levels, mm-hmm. which is essentially the same thing. It's uh the patch, it has a whole interface and everything like that. And they like I just uh subscribed to it yesterday, 
and it's like a whole thing. Like I'm going to have to have a one-on-one with like a physician, like kind of Dang. have all this whole big breakdown of things like that. So I will have a little bit more information on what the, cause I think those are going to be the two competitors that are going to bring that particular technology to the market. Yeah. What do you think the takeaway, the actionable data is? What happens during your run and while you're fueling, like how that, what that does to your blood glucose, right? Like and where things happen. So like if you're like, oh, I felt bad in my at 90 minutes, you can look at the data is my understanding. It, better Maybe timing of fueling. I, I think it's like, oh, crap, I tend to bonk at the start of a hill or, you know, halfway through the hill, maybe I should fuel at the start. Like it gives you a little insight like that. I, I think you can kind of piece things together, but I, I'm not an expert on it. No, I don't know. I think it's going to be what, what different for super sapien per month. It's oh, of course a subscription. Cause nothing. it's like 200 bucks. It's uh, I want to say it's, it's something like that per month. Yeah. Like, well, I was surprised at the price of this thing that I was looking at. I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like buying a, a heart rate monitor. The freaking uh, whoop tricked everybody to paying 30 bucks a month or something monthly for a piece of hardware. It's the craziest thing in the world. If you think about it, it's like, yeah. what? All this over CrossFit. They've sense. got everybody buying it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Subscri- worst product. subscription models that gives, I, I think that's my, that gets my vote for the, uh, it, it gets the YouTube ad award. The, I don't like it. Like, why are you bothering? It makes me dislike your product because you're, you're, you're doing this. If you were confident in your product, you'd give people the option out every time they purchased it. Yep. Totally. Yeah. If they, if they like it, they'll keep it. If not, don't lock them in. Maybe they're doing the, you know, the Tesla model. They've got to raise money, charge something up. Or, create or it's like Toyota who just said that they're, they're going to start charging you eight bucks a month for your key fob. What? Key fob. It's crazy. Or like remotes or uh, keyless entry. You get it for like a year or two. And then after that, there's a subscription yeah. model to keep your keyless entry. That's and I've had my car for like 11 years. I have a Civic, but it's like if I had a, uh, you know, a, a, a car that I was planning on keeping for a decade, it's like, wait a minute, that's almost a hundred bucks a year times 10 years. You're charging me an extra thousand dollars just to turn my car on in the long term. That's crazy. Um, but ultimately, yeah, the super sapiens <clears throat> and like whoop or whatever, those are not good because they don't do anything for the sport where VJ, no. You know, the VJ, the, the U.S. branch, like, rides with OCR. They, like, want it to, to do well. They yeah. support the athletes. Apparently, Athletic Brewing, that deal is a pretty good deal for the people who are, like, Yeah, they're they supporting support. people. They're supporting people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, Riverbend and Venga would be the other two that kind of stood out yeah. uh, stood out to me in terms of being able to support the athletes uh, one way or another. And also causing very strange controversies via Instagram and CBD. That was... That was fun for a minute. Yeah. Forgot about that. D- didn't care to bring it up again. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'll go with athletic brew. Same here. I was just throwing out another option. What else? All right. Um, okay. I, I guess my, uh, do you have another category? No, that's it. So okay. now we're just going to talk one, about my other one was he- the last one was headline to watch in 2022. Mm, good one. Hairline. Right. Headline. Headline. Yeah. Headline. yeah. I was going to say Nick Riker gets my pick. Um, no. For hairline? Yeah. Um, no, so so mine, I think I'm first in this one, is hopefully Hobie versus Hawk happening. I want to see that in the U.S. National Series race. Sounds like Hobie wants to beat his son while his son's fit and while Hobie still has a little bit left in the tank. We haven't seen him since uh, 2019, like Las Vegas, I believe. 
Um, and that was like a one and done after he took 2018 off. So if he gets back into it, you know, he's not, he's going to show up fit because that's what Hobie always did. He's a little older, but I don't know. Something tells me that he's got that, that veteran ability and he's going to somehow pull it off. Whew. That would be fun. Yeah. When he said that, when I heard him say that, I was like, is this just, yeah, is he just uh, posturing here or is yeah. this something that he's seriously considering bringing back? Cause he's going to have to get real fit yeah. to, <laughs> to race Hawk. But yeah. I don't know. It'll be, that'd be fun. Let's just say theoretically, Hobie comes back and wins a race. Is the debate over? If he wins the U.S. National Series race, is he just him and Hawk? unequivocally the the greatest in, in just forever? Maybe. At 44, we'll need Atkins to do it at 43 or 44. Yeah, it'd be hard to argue against it. <laughs> yeah. He can do it no matter what. Hobie's po- he podiumed in something like 90% of his career races, and he won like 80% of them. It's, it's some stupid ratio. Yeah. Um, that no one even comes close to touching and outside of a couple bad races, he, he was, well, uh, no one's a had shoo-in. a target like him since. Yes. There hasn't been a man since Lindsay is the, the closest that every person in the whole mm-hmm. sport showed up every day, every race, just hoping to have their crack at Hobie. Yeah. Apparently Hunter might be stepping back in a little bit also, which would be very exciting. I feel like he says that a lot. Yeah. I think he means it this time. This time. This time is when he means it. This yeah. time it's different. So what's the, what's the deal with Lindsay next year? Do we is she officially is she not racing? I haven't That's I haven't heard it. Will Lindsay come back? Yeah. Will I, Lindsay come back? And and this, how will Nicole come back? Like though yeah. those two, like a showdown between those two, I think would be really compelling. How long I think does the, Nicole start running until her fitness catches up? I she mean, might be able to run. Out for a minute. I mean, she, she said she can run again or race again in March, but she's probably not going to be fit till like June. I imagine. Like, no way. <clears throat> I I would give her a free year. Yeah, year. yeah. Coming back from a lesser injury myself, I think that 2022 reestablishes. Can I run and race? And 2023 yeah. is how well can I run in race? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I may have jumped it with that headline a little bit, but that's what no, that I, would I be, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And Lindsay might race. Yeah. To me, there's so. three headlines. <clears throat> One, will they, won't they come back? Two, the young gun. Is this like the youth revolution, both on female side and men? Emma Cook Clark, we have... Uh, Rylan, we have Hawk, we have Chris Roglowski, VJ. Like, is this the year it tips in favor of there are more youth on podiums than the old guard? And then the third is, is Spartan on the way out or are they going to just reestablish themselves? Like, they're not paying athletes. They cut their pro team. They stopped trying to put on extra money on certain events. They... It's like pure cash grab mode right now, just trying to make up for the pandemic and whatever else, you know, that big reach they made on Tough Mudder. Is, was this year the beginning of the end? Are, the, are these signs of the apocalypse or are these patch jobs until they're back to who they were? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want to be that person prognosticating doom, but like the sport goes as Spartan goes. 
Yeah. And that happens to companies, right? And then we don't know what that what it looks like in terms of we've never seen this type of dip to to kind of come back up. So man, and that's... Joe is a is an unpredictable man for sure. Like we've always yeah. just assumed, like whatever it takes, Joe will make it happen. But what happens on the day where he's just tired of it all, where it's Something not new. worth the hassle? Like, is it established enough that it can go on without Joe? And can the sport go on without Spartan? Yeah, and that's worry. As yeah. someone who makes a living off this industry, that's worrisome to me. We got to start our own, totally. start our own series, right um, here. It begins. It's now. Now's the time. Savage yeah. Race with their series will be interesting. It will be, and I love it. And I was actually involved on some of these conversations, and I love that they actually put out the product we talked about, which was fantastic. But their end of the year payout shows exactly where they stand in the OCR yeah. world. It's pretty weak. There's not it, a different payout for each you race. You make like 6,500 if you win four races and the series, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, it, and I think the payout for the series for second and third place is not quadruple digits. No. So it's worth chasing the win or it's worth chasing individual races, but it's like, it drums up excitement, but I don't think it pulls in everyone like they hoped. I, I was hoping they would pull in a whole new sponsor to yeah. just pay the end of year payout so that you could have 10th place be a thousand bucks. Yeah. I would have and rather have seen the individual series races be more, more than yeah. their typical that just to get yeah. people into those races not necessarily even need it to be a, a end of series winner just like hey this is our premier this is like have invitationals yeah you know yeah so they did it they put it out and i understand it's year one it's proof sure. of concept but the concept uh takes hold a little quicker when there's a little bigger carrot so i'm mm -hmm. pumped for them and i hope mm -hmm. that they can still swing some extra sponsorship money to start pumping into some of these and, and imagine yeah this is just that we're so spoiled with the money that like with the unreasonable amount of money that some of these brands put out for mm -hmm. us and have put out for us that we're looking at these races like a thousand dollars for wins like uh, 2500 for the whole series like that's eh, really not that much which is like right. an awesome amount of money <laughs> it's yeah. just like ridiculous if it was a road race you'd have east africans show up <laughs> oh my god yeah at all of these yeah. at every one of them yeah. yeah and so that that's a good headline i'm also interested to see because of the performances of Batris and Gadet and Tyler Veerman in the ultra race and having those three in one race with Atkins putting like four real studs in a, in a 24 hour race. He referenced Atkins reference. He's like, Oh, well, I think it would be cool to win like the U S national series race and world's toughest mutter and the ultra in the same calendar. Like he's like, what else is there to do? So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Hunter McIntyre probably three years ago on a, on a chat, we were, we were talking and he said, I tell him this all the time, but if Ryan Atkins would just focus on one thing, he would have been a world champ three times over already. Yeah. And, and that this like that statement sums up exactly. He wants to win them all in one year. Yeah. And, right. and that's why he is who he is, but could he win a Spartan ultra? Absolutely. But of course he'd want to go after us series and ultra and like it's just it's such a Too task much. and yeah. ra race winnings you know pay the bills for a lot of this stuff right so yeah yeah probably not gonna wouldn't make yeah. as much if he focused on just ultra stuff another one that that i'm looking forward to is vj versus albin finally at ocr worlds oh yeah mm. i would love those three atkins albin vj to all race both races yeah. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. And a little Logan Broadbent in there. Breakout performer yeah. of the year, two years in a row. He did win that, right? We should Jensen have won the 15K. No, no, the breakout performer of the year. I forget yes. who we, I forget who won. Uh, stuff we just talked about. Breakout, yeah, I voted for Logan. I think you also, Bracken, voted for Logan. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, check, just check the mail. You'll you'll see the check. Yeah, all I got to check when I, my, when I balance my checkbook, I'll see yeah. who won all these. Um, all right, dude. I'm, I'm running out of time. Okay. Last one. You, Rich, are you going to win the uh, DECA title? That's that's what I'm Ooh, also looking forward to. Putting that now. on a headline? That should be fun. The DECA AC. Who that, buys that, in? Who buys in? Who wins? That's what I, I want to. I love that it's just like top 12 times. Like it's not how like, you know, you qualify for Spartan World Championships, but like is that an accomplishment? Like mm, yeah. I don't think it's ever been. But to make a top 12 time in, for DECA. Yeah. Like it's, it's performance, hard. not participation. Yeah, it's hard it's to get. It's hard to even just get there. So I like that it's like uh, a thing to to shoot for. And yeah, um, but yeah, so good headline. Yeah, I'm I also think interested. That it's a two person race currently. I think it's Rich and Ryan Kent and Hunter. If he joins, I think Hunter would do pretty well. Hunter, if he joins, but I'm saying people yes. who we know will currently, go for it. Yeah. Hunter, if he joins, VJ, if he joins, Magida, if he comes Atkins in, like, could. Atkins. Yeah. I mean, you never, you can never write off Isaiah if he just decided to push after it. Sure. I, I did a workout with Isaiah like two weeks ago and he was struggling to hold 730 pace on a, yeah, <laughs> during a DECA simulate. He'll be good for two of them. So I will do one. If I get a qualifier, I will go. Chicago? July? I'm, I'm doing Denver. Sure. Rich, if you move to Colorado, you got to do it. I will be, I will be there if that's the case. We did sign a lease and, oh, Congratulations in, in Denver. So yeah, good, so good. we're it's like ninety nine point nine percent that's going to happen. What, still what back out, I'm sure. Part? It's a Lodo. Okay. So it's good just deal. like right on the highway. So the hour yeah. straight straight shot to Colorado Springs. Straight shot to Fort Collins. Right, right in the you're near, there. You're, uh, Kent and Castle Rock, probably. Yeah, real close to there. Maybe. Real close to Veerman and, yeah. and Morrison. Yeah. My request is that Spartan would do for Stadium what they did for Deca, and just just take. Put a world championship heat together, pick a stadium and make it, or even a North American championship, but make a legitimate stadium championship. And I know this is selfish and make it the same type of strict qualifications. You only get in if you've won a stadium. And if they don't have enough people, then you had to have podium to stadium. Mm -hmm. And that's who gets in. I think that that seems to be the only way, but they'll just start inviting people. Yeah. Those, like, hey, or, or just make it make it a, fi- a 12 person invite but those first put 15 slots it's very limited yep yeah i would love that because there really wouldn't be more than 15 contenders anyway no no definitely not who would your field be if you had uh 15 slots for a world stadium championship you or kent would be my number one seed probably killian you uh isaiah without question um Back in the day, it probably Ryan Kempson. So the Hunter in there, right? Yeah. Kempson has to be in. Hunter yeah. six. VJ seven. Um, Rich, so. you've done well, but I don't know if you'd be. I don't have the body of work yet. Contender. Yeah, it's like I have a few podiums at stadiums, but I'm not that level. Our guy um, Isaac Lacey would probably have to be in the mix. Okay. At this point, Chris Woolley, I'd put him. Uh, Ser- Sergey has won a couple international, but he's he's international. Yeah, you've you've got a dozen or so. Matt, Kemp, Matt Kempson, Victor's been sneaky good a couple times. Forrest, maybe, but yeah, it's really like seven solid, and then it would be open. A tier and B tier. Yep. Yeah, I want to see it. 
We'll see. Yeah. I'd like to see Atkins in it. That'd be fun. He podiumed in Australia. That'd be so crazy. Having that stacked of a field and a race that happens so fast. That would be. Because the previous biggest was City a few years ago, and it was Rich, Mm -hmm. Ryan Kempson, Matt Kempson, Hunter McIntyre, Ryan Kent. I was in the second heat. (laughs) Um, Uh, Cole was there. Um, Austin Azar. I was there. Mike Morelia. Josh Reedinger um, was there. Yeah, uh, Bo Muzikowski. Oh, yeah, Jackie, um, you were in the second heat with me. Yeah, yeah, I I, I remember that one. Um, <laughs> Josh Reed, yeah. It, it was a big heat. There were so we, had, we had 11 guys who have all podiumed. and Pierre we McCormick. Seven was, or eight guys oh, right. who have all won races. And yeah. that was a crazy race. So that, imagine that four more studs. Yeah. Yeah, it have to be it have to be at AT T where we need to be like more a little bit more spacious. Yeah. We just need like four hundred meters to run to start. <laughs> but you could do that at Philly. You could do that at. You have to start, start like, outside. San Francisco. Start outside. San Francisco. You should start outside. We used to always. Yeah. Yeah. Starting Tampa on the stairs Bay was is, an awesome one. Starting yeah. on the stairs is tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Cool. All right, man, boys. Great, great job. Talk. Great season. Everyone Hopefully, expect your checks. You'll see them soon. Let me know uh, if we run it back for season two. Gotta do uh, that. We need a name. I need to name this thing. The Okras, so. the OCR awards. We need a gold OCR. jacket or a green jacket or something for the winner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, dudes. See you guys. Yeah.